0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into debate night. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Brody and a special guest tonight. Paul is in studio, uh, and Silas finally
1: hey! has a camera. Silas has a face. I'm here. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go. Look what's, at him. What's your background looking like? You got? Oh, uh, he's got a light behind him. You got anything cool?
2: I gotta improve the background. Okay. A little bit. You
1: need some like you don't. You don't like my shoes?
2: No, dude. I need
1: some of my <laughs> own stuff. How if dare anyone you.
2: wants to send me some background stuff, I'll. Put it up
1: there yes yeah, Sil- Thanks. Sil- Silas is already asking he, for he stuff. needs a sick background. we give him a Maybe camera that's what we need to do for the new podcast layout is we each have like our own personal background stuff yeah there we go like i'll Still- bring in i'll bring in some stuff i got my shoes behind i've got a already. sick rhino what kelsey would love that out of the house and that would make a perfect thing you'll see it when you see it you'll be very jealous with the situation but yes we are back ladies and gentlemen sorry it was uh my fault that debate night did not happen. I, I was talking previously before the podcast started and I wanted to say like, I think I mentioned something last week. You guys can let, or not last two week, weeks ago. two weeks ago, you guys can let me know in the chat. I think I was like hyping us up saying how we like have yet to miss. We went 14 weeks in a row and then I didn't realize I was going to be five hours Behind behind or ahead. Behind. And so like when debate night was going, I was doing uh golf stuff for these uh courses and stuff. So it it didn't work. Um it would not have worked. I mean I could have gone live to our course to on the y course. Boy. Uh but uh yeah, so we're here and I thought, hey, what better way to come back than have Paul first guest ever on debate night? And uh, I've got some good topics tonight. But for, for before, before we get into the topics, Hunter, you want to let the people know what we got coming for them? Thursday, Thanksgiving, gobble, gobble, 8 p.m.? Yeah,
0: so Thursday, 8 p.m. is when our Black Friday at FoundationDisc.com officially starts. Mm. Uh, We've got apparel dropping. If you haven't seen that on our Instagram, a full apparel line. Brody's the only one wearing it tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to take it off, obviously. Oh, Paul
0: might have something on. Sneaky. I do. Boom. Dry fit. And now Brody's not wearing it. So now Paul's the only one wearing it. I mean, I had to go in my polo, obviously. Uh, but we have a full apparel line dropping on Thursday, and then we also have 15% off of all discs on our website, and we also have mystery boxes dropping, um, and a few other random goodies that'll be hitting the site as well. So that's going to run from Thursday, 8 p.m. is when all of that goes live, runs straight through Cyber Monday.
1: So And there are some really, really cool discs that will be in the limited edition, because each mystery box will have like a limited edition kind of disc yeah. in it and we kind of looked through them. There's some really, really awesome ones. I'm adding three of them, which you can see right here. The first one is going to be a black misprint uh, Get Freaky. Uh, this was one of the misprints uh, for the Thousand Run. It's a Wonder Bread with the American flag. And then we also have one of the Glow OG Get freakies. Uh, being added, and then the last one is one that really doesn't exist—is like the big dark horse logo on a zone, and this is also glow. Um, so these three will also be added into the mystery boxes, along with a bunch of other hot fire stuff. So definitely check. Pretty those out. Pretty much going
0: to be some of our limited edition stuff from all mm-hmm. year that we've ran. We have some discs, we, uh, that, some discs that we some discs that yeah, they've just I, been in
1: the vault for a while. Yeah, and now they're going to now you they're guys. coming out. So. All right, let's jump into it then. Um, Obviously, for those that have been paying attention, I was in Hawaii this past week doing a bunch of stuff with golf uh, down there, but I made sure that I got in some disc golf. And I got to play three or four. I want to say four. I think they have five courses on the island. I think I played all of them except for one that's only open on Thursday and Sundays. And I got to tell you, the one course up in Mackay uh it's princeville it was incredible it was actually a really incredible course and i was actually pretty shocked with a a, a small you know quite a small island how disc golf isn't really that popular there yet how not only the General manager of the actual golf course was very, very adamant about the disc golf course. But then also other places that I went to, they were talking about, hey, how do we get involved? How Mm. do we get a disc golf course on our property? So was
0: it a disc golf course on a golf course?
1: So they initially had three nine-hole courses. They had a lakes, an ocean, and then a woods or timbers or something like that. And one of the courses, there was like some weird buyout situation stuff. But one of the courses just kind of got like left And they just focused on these two for golf, and they basically converted that course into a disc golf course. Oh, sick! And they had an event recently back, uh, recently a couple weeks ago, to qualify for the NADGT, which just happened not that long ago in Austin. And uh, it was this is on Kauai for those that are wondering, and it was just a really cool thing meeting some of the people there. um, Because also, like it's just kind of crazy, like them flying to tournaments is like a normal thing. So like when there's a big tournament in Oahu, like they all fly from Kauai to Oahu to play in this tournament, which in like, I mean, when's the last time you've flown to a tournament? To play in. To, to play, play in? It. Yeah. To play it. yeah. Never. Yeah. So like that's just like a normal thing of them bouncing from di- uh, there's apparently another really awesome course on Maui. Didn't get a chance to play that one. But I wanted to kind of start this conversation with you guys to say, what does the future of disc golf look like? in potentially a place like Hawaii because I know we are planning on going to the European uh open over in Europe right for the disc golf pro tour but how far away do you think we are from having uh a a tour event in Hawaii potentially
3: oh I don't think we're that far I mean we're going to Europe like you just said for for a pro tour event Um, so I don't see Hawaii being too far out of the picture. I think it depends on the courses, you know, what, what kind of challenge the course can create, which in Europe, it's kind of been established, uh, whether, you know, that's Norway or, or Finland, uh, it's it's been established. So Hawaii, I I don't know if there's a course there that has a big established,
1: um, they're all very new.
3: Yeah. So, so I think that's, that's all it's going to take. And then financially, I think the pro tour is, is kind of what backs a lot of the funding mm-hmm. but uh yeah just just ha- having the course and the property I, I i don't think it's that far away especially if you look at like how the pro bowl is in, mm-hmm. in football who knows maybe an all-star event goes yeah out there. I, that was one yeah. thing
1: i was gonna say is could there potentially be like a fun exhibition well it's like a tournament back, or something out there
0: i don't even know when the last one was ran but the australian open mm-hmm. in my head i know australia and hawaii are opposite sides of the world almost but in my head they're like a similar type vibe or location to where like everyone wants to go to australia and you happen to also have a disc golf tournament there except hawaii is much easier to get to than australia for the main pro players in the u.s to where like it's probably what like a four-hour flight less than that from california to hawaii uh, gotta be. Less yeah, we
1: flew from Phoenix and it was long. Because so. I went to Hawaii. But yeah, it's once. probably I would say it's probably like five there and yeah. then like four, four and a half back because it's fast. Yeah, way back, I was
0: gonna say because I flew from Atlanta and it was nine. So I was trying to think if you mm. crossing up. But regardless, that's a lot better than when we went to Australia and it was like
3: twelve.
0: Yeah, it was it was fifty-one hours of travel. Yeah. But that yeah. was because we had two ten-hour layovers. But it was like a yeah. yeah, fourteen-hour flight. Yeah, in the middle it's,
1: there. It's gonna be interesting to see kind of the path of the disc golf pro tour of how they want to run things moving forward. Um, because one thing I think like the UFC does really, really well is they hold these big events in different areas and they pick, uh, you know, their main event fights with the fighters from that area. So there might be someone that might not be like the biggest name in the world, but he's a huge name in Iowa and they'll go to Des Moines and hold a main event for him in Iowa and build up that kind of UFC branding in Iowa That's one thing I think it'll be interesting to see what the Disc Golf Pro Tour does because right now, obviously, they do a really, really good job of running events and actually hosting the event, but it's gonna be interesting to see how they can branch out from like the actual disc golf community that exists there currently that knows what's going on and branch out to more of like the casual disc golfers that play once or twice a, a week that enjoy it but they're not following along to try to get them how how can we get those people out at events to so, like watch to it, fall and- in love with disc golf yeah more because um, I think we can all go back to when we were kids and stuff like we all remember times where we went to our first basketball game or at first NFL game or our first PGA Tour event or whatever. And I think that really adds a lot of value. But getting there is a lot easier for those sports because they're all over the place where I think the disc golf pro tour, we got to be a little more creative. And how do we get Almost do you know, local going, marketing. Yeah, are we going into schools to do clinics the week prior? Are we doing... What are we doing? Yeah, because to- when
0: when I first got into disc golf, it was 2015, uh, going into the summer of it. And I just started watching tournaments and stuff, but I didn't know the national tour existed. Um, I had heard about Worlds because I went back and watched Worlds coverage. And so then I just searched Disc Golf World Championships and found out it was in Pennsylvania, And so I ended up, my cousin needed flight hours and he was like trying to figure out where to fly. I was like, hey, can you fly us to Pittsburgh? And so we flew up to watch Worlds Mm. in 2015, like three months in.
3: That was the first time I met you, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know it. I also freaked out over meeting Tompkins was there too. Uh, (laughs) I met you and Tompkins. I I got a picture with both of you. I don't know if I still have it, but regardless.
1: That needs to pull up on your um, Twitter if you have it at some point.
0: I flew there, but what I didn't know is there was at the time, uh, USCGC was in... um, Rock Hill, obviously. And there was a lot of other tournaments that were a lot closer than for me to go to Pittsburgh. But like you're saying is I didn't know any of those existed because I just got into the sport. I knew Worlds existed only because of YouTube and like searching for disc golf tournaments and finding that tournament.
1: And I think you can love because someone was in the chat talking about like you play twice a week and you don't love disc golf. My point is like I think you can play disc golf and love going out and playing disc golf but have no idea what's going on in the pro scene. And I, I would say the majority of people that play disc golf, like once a month, let's say, or or more, probably have no idea what's going on in the pro scene. That's what's interesting is we've
0: always, whenever or at least to me, whenever I see the numbers of disc golfers, it's always a PDGA members. Like this year, there's is the first time ever yeah. there's a hundred thousand active PDGA members, and that's awesome. But like, how many disc golf players are there? Because there's way more than a hundred thousand. Because like, yeah. so many players that I see week in and week out at Peaksview. Aren't PDGA members because yep. they're just college players. Well, why like,
1: would they spend money if they're not going to play an event? They might.
0: They probably don't even know PDGA exists because yeah. they're Correct. just having fun. They're Correct. just out playing disc golf for fun.
3: I think. I think the sport's starting to get to the point too. Like, you know, we're we're probably we're all fans of basketball or we're all mm-hmm. fans of football, but none of us like. Like actually actively play it right now. No, exactly. You know, no. And, I, and I think that's kind of where disc golf is. Is there's fans of disc golf that have never played disc golf before. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've never I've played football with friends and stuff, but I've never played it orga- like organized. So I think that's kind of where disc golf is getting to. Is it's not necessarily the number of players anymore. You know, it could be in the millions, but we're starting to get fans who are just fans. Yeah, yeah that's enjoy um, watching.
0: Yeah. Um. There's like two or three people that religiously comment on Grip Lock. They might watch the show too. I don't know. And their comments constantly talk about, they're like, I I really need to start playing disc golf. They're like, I just stumbled upon this podcast and I love listening about this sport, but I've never played it. And one of them was like, I decided, I, like, I've been listening to this podcast for a month and just watched the first, my first pro tour event last week. It was crazy. Jeez. I was like, what the heck? Like People are just stumbling upon it, like mm-hmm. you're saying, to where... They didn't know what disc golf was. They didn't know anything. A podcast just popped up, and for some reason, they found the sport fascinating. Yeah. Just hearing about it, mm-hmm. much less they hadn't even seen a disc fly or anything.
1: I love that. I love. that. Yeah, I, I love do that. Crazy. I do that with some uh, betting podcasts. Like I don't bet. Yeah. But uh, like I love listening to it. Yeah. All the time. They're hilarious too. Now we obviously did dabble a little bit in the prize picks, and it's gonna be interesting because I think Virginia is getting opened up. And I might dabble into that.
0: Disc golf, I would uh, disc golf I could do. I, I know dabble. enough about
1: yes. disc golf. I like doing betting on stuff that I have like a Although
0: USDGC week, I would have lost a lot of money.
1: You got smoked.
0: I got wrecked. you got smoked. <laughs> got you wrecked. made
1: you made a couple of the worst picks of all time. <laughs> um, but
0: USDGC is the worst tournament to bet on. It's gotta be. You yeah, don't know anything that, that's gonna no, happen. No, because
1: that course that course can yeah. just flip Someone you Someone can go out and out.
0: shoot a ten under and the same player can shoot a ten over the next day.
1: Yeah. Um all right, let's 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 talk real quick. we got we got Thanksgiving coming up. It I didn't even realize size do you know what's do you know Thanksgiving's on Thursday? Did you know that was happening? Yeah, okay. All right <laughs> November 25th. Okay. All right. well he's got the date down. jeez, wow. Uh, that just kind of like quickly came upon us and I'm not really prepared too much with all the I, I don't even know what we're doing. My mom's coming to town tomorrow morning. I have no idea what we're doing. I think we're having a, do you have a turkey? heck no silence (laughs) i'm not doing no turkey he's got pies what are you doing i got pies he's got his pies figured out (laughs) i got pies. well this is the this is what i want to hear i want to hear what is your go-to like thanksgiving meal oh it's perfect i just ate mine if you oh (laughs) i just came from it you go first then you go first okay
0: i don't like turkey so you would think i'd hate thanksgiving but i love stuffing so my mom makes a chicken with stuffing casserole okay that's a must uh sweet potato with like brown sugar and oats Ooh. on top.
1: No marshmallows.
0: No marshmallows. I'm okay. allergic to marshmallows. Dang. I Tell used to, to, I used to have marshmallows. I used to have marshmallows, but not not anymore. Uh and then mac and cheese. Those are the go tos. And then uh pumpkin pie. And my mom always makes a pumpkin
1: cream cheese roll. What is uh who made the mac and cheese? My mom. What is her mac and cheese compared to Liz? Because I had Liz's mac and cheese. My mom's I better. Better? They're How different. so? Like more cheesy, more thick? So, my mom makes two mac and cheeses and every Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> <A> very, <laughs> Hopefully Liz very doesn't watch line. this. Oh, no. Liz knows. Liz knows. My, my mom's mac and cheese. My mom makes two mac and cheeses every Thanksgiving because I like the – my mom, the mac and cheese she makes for me and Liz and Jimmy and if we have any friends over is uh, Velveeta mixed with yes. real cheese. Yes. Mixed together and then – Thick. Buttery crumb, uh, crackers on top. And then the mac and cheese she makes for my dad and everyone else is pretty much the same mac and cheese but without the Velveeta. But there's more normal cheese. Okay. I don't like that one as much. If you're like a if you're a real cheese person, you'll like that one more. But the Velveeta one, yeah. I I love Velveeta. Okay. So Velveeta's it's a it's a thick, just like rich mac and cheese. I can I can get down at your Thanksgiving. I like that meal. And there is turkey there. I'm glad you I just choose to skip oh, and then the rolls. Completely forgot the rolls. The sister Schubert rolls. I don't know what that means. Frick. Oh and then so good. Wait, yeah. how do you know what that is and then King's Hawaiian okay
1: those two Hawaiian rolls. we have two two forms of rolls I felt like I was going to get like natural Hawaiian rolls when I was in Hawaii I don't think they just sell they're made in California they, they just yeah. sell those rolls oh. they sell the same rolls there they're still delicious though all right Paul let me, let what let do you
3: got well I think so growing up I think my uh Thanksgivings were pretty traditional Mexican Thanksgiving so it was always tamales ooh so, I, I never, I mean, it's like a surprise every time you open it up. So, okay. you don't know if you're getting beef, <laughs> if you're getting chicken or whatever else. is, it. But, uh, that was, that's definitely my favorite. Um, and then sides, it, it doesn't really matter. And the reason I, I say like when I was a kid, because now I feel like this is my off season. So, I try not to eat like junk. I'm yeah. starting to get into, all right, let's get ready for the season. So, it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to indulge that's in everything. I told, it's I told so hard. My,
0: um, my mom tonight, I walked in, I was like, this is this is torture. And she's like, Why? <laughs> I was like, I have a turkey trot in two days. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and don't I was like, I can't just
1: tired about the turkey trot
0: I can't just load up tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, don't you feel like carb load. Crap tomorrow. You can carb load. I can't. It's good to carb the load two days before. The other issue is that I, was, I, needed, to I oh. needed to run today. I needed to run today and I didn't.
1: You didn't run before you ate.
0: No, I didn't run at all. I haven't ran since last Thursday. I'm well, go I'm gonna go oh. into the turkey trot a week out. Me and
1: Kelsey oh. are going for completion. Just to let you know. Oh, so y'all are just try. happy to finish. Yeah, we're just, we're, I'm, I've decided that I'm just going to run with her. So, okay. Um, but Trevor but I and like, I are
0: going for,
3: Trevor and I are
1: going to die out there. Yeah. I will, I will see you guys after at the finish line. Yeah. Wait, you what, might, you did might, do you, you have us. any desserts? I, you I, have I any say desserts?
3: Say the one is pumpkin pie. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah.
1: Whipped cream or no whipped cream? Whipped cream. Whipped cream. Yeah. Is even okay. yeah. 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 a question? so It is. Here's, this is Sister Schubert rolls. I've never seen those. Really? Is that a
0: local thing, Silas?
1: I mean, I've seen those, but like, there's like 20 other brands that have rolls. It's got like the
2: white package,
0: right? Yeah, Sister Schubert. Yeah, rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the camera can't see that. I'm sorry. It's here.
1: Search, sis, search Sister Schubert, Sister and you'll Schubert.
0: see the rolls. Maybe y'all, it's a local. Isn't there those? a
1: song like that, Sister Schubert? Have you I I can
0: too. Don't know.
1: Turkey tastes Bob like dry napkins. Turkey.
0: <laughs> Turkey does taste like dry napkins. 100%. JP
1: might have a point. All right, <laughs> Silas, you're up. Let's hear your let's hear your go-to Thanksgiving right. meal.
0: I feel like mine's pretty. Like traditional,
2: that's just, fine. Just turkey. Fine. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not. a sweet so, potato guy. Silas, get that guy. camera on. Are you?
1: Are you fried? Uh, are you fried turkey?
2: No, just normal turkey.
1: Okay, normal baked. Normal turkey. Tur- turkey. Uh,
2: mashed potatoes. Okay, I, I don't like sweet potatoes, so no sweet potato. What about the
1: gravy situation on the mashed potatoes?
2: I, I'm not a gravy guy. I like, love that. I
1: love that about it's you. It's whatever. Continue. It's whatever. I love that. Uh, you not and a and gravy bag. Okay, Gravy's so mac and
2: gravy. cheese, mashed potatoes, turkey. Green beans. I feel like that's a southern thing. Oh, just
1: like straight green beans. Yeah, I love green Interesting. beans. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, don't just, like them anymore. Just
2: normal green beans, and then rolls, obviously. Kings Can't Hawaiian or Sister Schubert's. You know, you can go either one. Okay, and then pumpkin pie you gotta go with the, it or or uh no apple, okay. or
1: apple Ooh, i thought you were gonna go with the other p word for a second <laughs> yeah
0: like pecan pie
1: if you if i show up to thanksgiving you have a pecan pie and there that's was the a pecan o- pie and that's the only option there was, that wasn't the only option if that, that's fine if no. you want if you want it's like the same we pers- had we had a like, pumpkin
0: pie a pecan pie a pumpkin roll and then we had oreos and a like what's a pumpkin
2: roll <laughs> That sounds really good. Oh, I don't know like, what it it's is. It's basically pumpkin it cake.
3: Scary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then it's
0: yeah, yeah, rolled
1: gotcha. with cream cheese in right. between. No, like, oh, man. This, this is all I'm going to say about level. pecan pie people. I thought
3: you were talking about pie. And I was like, a pumpkin no, roll no, pie. No, okay. No, no.
1: If okay. you like pecan pie, I do. Okay. And the person's making pecan pie because of you. Okay. You cannot be that pizza person that or- orders some crazy Hawaiian thing or crazy peppers and all that. And then the cheese comes and then you start swiping cheese pizza because you know that che- and you go, oh, I got to get this because it's going to be gone soon. And I know that my pecan pie is going to be chilling over here. So if I see you <laughs> going for the pumpkin before the pecan pie is done, I'm going to be pissed because no one wants to touch that pecan pie. That pecan pie is being made specifically for you how and you're people, taking away pumpkin pie. People,
0: how do people hate pecan pie?
1: It is trash. You don't put nuts in dessert i'm just gonna say that there's not a single you don't only, like you don't like brownies. Brownies. brownies do not and- put a nut in my brownie you don't
0: like candy pecans
1: what candy pecans what is that okay that's not like that's like chocolate cover. you can cover chocolate in no no and candied take. it's just
0: like pecans and rolled in sugar and stuff like that
1: i mean that sounds it's delicious business. that's what's on top of pecan pie what i'm saying is like do not put a walnut in my cookie that's fair i will be pissed that's fair. don't
3: do, pe- do peanuts count
1: Peanuts are great. Uh, no, because like, because there's like, certain things
3: like a peanut butter, like yeah, pie there's like certain
1: things not. like that. I'm, oh, talking, about, I'm talking about, like, straight, I'm talking about more like, I'm talking about more things yes, that are great. really good. That then people are like, oh, we need to add like a banana bread. Banana bread is delicious. You don't need to put nuts mm. in banana Hard bread. I disagree. Mm. You need
0: banana it. bread with walnut and chocolate.
1: Chips.
2: When is there not nuts in banana bread? Yeah, then it's not when banana made, bread. Let me
1: okay. First off, let me make you my banana bread okay. secret re- recipe. You will be delighted. Hopefully, you like things underbaked. And then <laughs> second thing. It's just banana pudding. That's I, what he's also, making you. I also need to make you my green bean casserole. Or Kelsey needs to make you okay. my green bean casserole. Have you ever had a green bean casserole? Yes. Ken. Yeah, it's good. It's way better than just green beans. So when you said green beans, I thought you were going to add the casserole. You said green beans. Oh. I feel like you're missing.
0: I'll eat green bean casserole. I don't like
1: green beans.
3: Yeah, Explain that well, because an oh,
1: green, green bean casserole has got a bunch of delicious stuff in it. Um, Okay, so mine's real easy. If I can get turkey, great. I always love a honey ham, more of a Christmas thing, but I love a honey ham, so I'll never turn that down. You got to go with the mashed potatoes. I also love the sweet potato on the side, a little brown sugar on that. Uh, if you want to sprinkle some marshmallows, mini ones on there, I'm not going to oppose. Get the stuffing out of my face. Get the gravy out of my face. Thank God no one said cranberry sauce. Appreciate that from all of you. Absolute trash. It was
0: there tonight, and my mom made it, and no one touched it. Yeah. I don't know why she makes it every year. It's yeah, just a tradition it. thing.
1: It's it, it. has to be. It like, gets made, and then it gets thrown away. It's the same thing as eggnog, right? No one likes eggnog. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, 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 whoa <laughs> my my sister. Wait, my man. sister loves eggnog. I, I like eggnog. eggnog. You like eggnog? Yes. Okay. I feel like most people drink Yo, eggnog because of. Go to the
2: store. Of... Get yourself some of the homestead creamery eggnog. It's in the glass bottle. Homestead creamery. can't Parker. make something. You back. buy
1: me. You buy me and bring me over eggnog. I'll make the c- green bean casserole and okay. banana bread and we'll call it a deal. Let's do it. Um, and then you got to have a good mac and cheese. You guys nailed it with the rolls. You can't have enough rolls. And then uh, pies. I'm fine. Again, give me the assortment of pies. Kelsey is getting the pumpkin pie and the, the greatest apple pie of all time. I'm very interested in how her pumpkin pie is uh, because this is literally the greatest apple pie I've ever had. And I am an apple pie connoisseur. I have probably eaten... Self-proclaimed. Probably eaten over 500 apple pies in my life. Like total, By not yourself? like, not had like a slice of 500 different apple pies. I mean, of total 500 apple pies. That's how many pies I've eaten of apple. That's impressive. Yeah. It's very impressive. Um, all I'll right. take that away from you. I mean, it is what it is. And if you want to debate me on gravy, I, it just does not add. I will take cheese, salt and pepper all day over gravy, gravy and butter. That's all. That's all you need on mashed potatoes. You don't need gravy.
3: I don't think anyone here likes gravy. Do you like gravy? I don't I don't mind it, but if like if it's there if you're it's,
1: using it, but you're not like I'm not going out of my way
3: to go grab the gravy. I like it. I
1: think we all We are all, in we're gravy. all yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: If someone yeah. puts it on there, I'll eat my mashed potatoes.
1: Cranberry yeah. sauce, most overrated thing at Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah. Got to be.
1: Besides pecan pie. I think stuffing, in my opinion. Stuffing oh. also. Stuffing also can I'm just, not a big stuffing guy. You can dude. just throw it we'll straight all in the trash. You just throw straight in the trash. Is yours, um, is yours
3: even considered stuffing because no. it's
1: all special? Oh, no. my,
0: Mine's the normal stuffing. It's okay. just with chicken. Is it,
1: is it homemade stuffing or is it the packages?
0: Oh, Somewhat homemade.
1: Or, or I think. 50-50. I don't know
0: how my mom does it, but I just kind of whip stuff up and I eat it. Oh. My, it could I, all be boxed food. For, all for
1: the longest time, how do you feel about cheese on apple pies? Okay. The, JP has some of the most dark horse suggestions of all time. <laughs> um, cheese on apple pie. All right. I do want to talk about this. I posted a tweet earlier this week. Uh, basically my first time playing golf, and I think me and Kelsey went out and played once last year, and then previous to that, it was like a, a year break. So really, it's been like two years since Even I was. I did, with oh, Bob. with Bob, yeah, with like Dark Horse clubs, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I've hit a couple balls here and there on top golf, but this was like the first time I played like a legitimate course with my clubs. And keeping score and all that stuff. I literally said golf is the hardest sport out there. And I was shocked with how many people disagreed with that. So I'm just curious. Does anyone anyone disagree?
0: Well, okay. I'll put it this way. Calling a sport like golf the hardest sport out there Mm -hmm. is tough just because if you look at something like, I'm trying to think of like a football or something, where... There's so much more that goes into like I guess hard in what way? So like the way comparing it apple to oranges if well, you go like yeah, football. So the ways basketball.
1: the ways I've heard it the ways I've heard it compared, which I think are good, is the the gap between the professional level of golfers and like the average golfer like the amateur golfer is drastically drastically higher than pretty much any other sport. So, like, if you take the pro and you take an amateur golfer and you have them next to each true. other,
3: yeah, I feel like that's so different too, though, because if you're considering there's like certain casual, well, there's like,
1: certain elements of there's just certain elements so you have Steph of Steph Curry s- basketball. Yep, and there you have me. there are there are hear me out. There are some guys that are like amateur level basketball players that are incredibly good shooters, but they're too small to play basketball. Someone, for example someone um but
0: that's what i'm saying you do put you know, that person do you know the LeBron do you know James.
1: do you know like the professor for example yes the professor filthy absolutely incredible but his size is what limits but him But you
0: can't call him an average player yeah.
1: well no my, my professional but my point player. no he's not You're, oh he doesn't make I, a living no i think, he's no. A, I think he well he, oh, so, he has oh. social media he has social media my, well, no, but he used to be a professional streetball player yeah but my point my point being is like there's certain aspects like football and stuff like that. There's certain aspects of where someone's just not able to make it to the next level, but they still can be incredibly gifted in certain areas.
0: It would be like someone where, who's great at putting in golf.
1: Yeah, can't get many, off the tee. How many of those people exist, or maybe the opposite—people who can get off the tee like crazy but can't yeah, putt? The, it's just it, that the, probably exists a lot. Sure, but there are people also in the NFL that are very good at one specific skill and not anything else in football or basketball or whatever sport it may be golf there's very few people in golf you have to be well-rounded across the board baseball for example baseball they have people like pitchers right Didn't, wasn't there a, someone the other day said that there was a scientific thing that proved baseball was harder than golf i would love to see that baseball would i would say baseball is up there because obviously you can just say like how hard it is hitting a baseball like you know being a good baseball uh, hitter hitter is like 30%, right? You fail 70% of the time. Oh, right? so
3: a hall, if you could hit 30% of the time, you're a Hall of Fame Yeah. Player. But also so, when you yeah. hit it, you're like trying to aim your hit. Yeah. It's not just hitting it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not you're
1: just making contact. So like, so if you're literally, when you're talking about baseball, if you're literally looking at just the act, the, 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 the sport of hitting a baseball, sure. That is very difficult. And I would, I I think you would have a debate on, is that more difficult than hitting a golf ball? I think you have a debate there, but baseball, there's a lot more elements to it. Stealing bases. There's being able to play in the outfield. There's a lot more elements on the other side as well. I mean, people also that aren't really good at hitting, they can be, they can learn how to bunt really well, right? There's different elements of baseball that you can get around just the actual hitting where golf, you cannot hide. I you cannot the, hide in golf. I think the thing that's, with, that's my thing.
3: Well, I think with golf, anyone can do it. It doesn't matter your height, your size, your build. It doesn't matter to where He's not going out and playing football. So he's already gone. So, you know, I mean, like, oh, that, you're that's saying the same thing to where he's not yeah. going to be an amateur football player, but he can go be an amateur golfer if he wanted. So I, I feel like it's going to, you know, I I don't and know. Same. Period. You're going
1: this. You're going
3: like the in an individual the athle- sport. You're going
1: the size thing of well, where in individual be. sport, because basketball does limit. Like you can There's very few people that make it into the NBA that are under six foot. Yeah, you have yeah. to be so like Nate like Robinson that already that already limits a lot of people.
3: Yeah, so athlet like athletic wise, like his height, he's already limited. Like he's not going to be an O line or defensive line or linebacker. Or but I don't that, know if that's.
1: Where- but I don't know if that's the argument. I don't know the. I don't know if the argument is hardest to make uh to the pros i don't think that's the, argument. So what's the I think, argument i think the argument is uh simply like you give someone a task and you say hey try to complete this task and like this kind of so what, what's the task this kind of goes well hold on this kind of goes back to our thing about like what's easier hitting a golf ball straight or throwing a disc straight with a bunch of random people that's another way of looking at it is like okay you have a bunch of rando people let's say you have 100 random people and you give them different tasks okay play this hole in golf but see, that's the hardest thing, is to, shooting a basketball
0: isn't the sport correct. of basketball. Correct. It that's, would be, hey, you need to birdie this hole, and now you need to score against LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think I think the same
3: with a, a throwing a disc straight versus hitting a golf ball straight. It's like, if you're trying to throw a disc straight 350, that's different than trying to hit a golf ball straight 50
1: yards. Can, can I give you another, another potential thing? There are a lot of... Sp- people that play because this kind of goes to your athleticism thing if we're looking at just like the top end players there are a lot of people that are currently playing in the nfl that could play in the nba there are a lot of people that are in the nba that could play in the nfl there are a lot of people that are playing soccer that could play in, in the nfl or people that could potentially play mlb i mean heck i mean jordan wasn't the greatest of all time in in baseball but he did still make in that you know you can say whatever like that's Tebow, yeah. like yeah, Tim you Tebow. Can, yeah you can say that whatever there are very, very few, very, very few people that go from another sport into golf and find any sort of success. There flip are flip that on its
0: head. Yeah,
1: what's... who's going from golf to another sport? Nobody.
0: How, what what sports John Daly playing? <laughs> <laughs> is he bowling? Yeah, he could bowl.
3: Well, that could be a well, filthy the, bowler. Well,
0: this is uh, my point. Is this Steph is Curry talking? Filthy golfer. Uh, uh, who's the guy who's playing Tony, um, Tony Romo's pretty good Tony Romo's a great golfer who's the guy who's playing Wait. college golf right now who's uh, in the NBA? basketball player J.R. Smith. Smith Yep. J.R. Smith's tearing up golf right now he's in college. He's not, I don't know about
1: tearing up golf
0: but he's playing college golf
1: yeah but my point is you have guys I that I thought a three off the cup. but hold like on my, my point my point again is you have something where if they're just athletic they can bounce around a bunch of other sports. Golf, it doesn't. They don't really care how athletic you are. You can be the most athletic person in the world and still struggle at it. But you can Where, also be
0: the least athletic person in the can, world and do good at it.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the question at the end of the day is like, do you do you value how hard a sport is? Is based like fencing or I don't know bowling or all these other kind of more skill sports? I guess you could say, right? Do you value? Do you devalue those because they don't require as much? athleticism as a football here's what i think it is because also baseball you could say the same thing there are people in baseball that play first base that aren't athletic at all. I mean, you watch a baseball game, there are some people that struggle yeah, running around well, the bases. Well, there's just yeah, some
3: sports
0: sure. that
1: it don't
3: require the athleticism. Running part, yeah, the certain, running
0: part,
1: for sure. There's, there's certain areas. So, it's again, it goes back to like how many people in baseball can go and play in the NFL. Here's what I think. I think what it comes down
0: to is whatever sport you've done the most, you appreciate how hard that sport is. So, for you, that's golf because you appreciate how hard it... I've done Ultimate Frisbee the most.
1: I've played Ultimate Frisbee the most.
0: Yeah, okay, but we're, we're not... Are, we're not arguing ultimate frizzy versus golf and disc golf versus golf is but i've played
1: i've played every i've played almost every like i've played baseball i've played basketball i've played football i've played all but the i'm sports. saying you
0: tried going pro in golf right you like went uh, full hard on in golf i went i went full hard so for you got to see a year and a half yeah two years, so you, to you got to see, see how, hard, how hard, hard that is yes that's what i'm saying What you have no idea how hard it is in basketball like you, you went full hard in basketball to get to the NBA. Well, again,
1: I I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's my argument. I don't think my thing was saying that making it to be a P- PGA tour professional is the hardest pro. That, my if it's ar- the hardest sport, it should. be. I don't be. think my argument is getting pro in something is no because you can look at football. Football, there's if you're if you want to try if you're a quarterback, football is almost impossible to be an NFL quarterback because there's only you know two to three quarterbacks on each team. So the amount of how many cor- tour cards are there? 150, 175. Jockey, being a professional jockey, I'm sure is probably there's probably not that many professional. Well, that's
3: so, a size thing. But yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but you, but my, my point is like you can't look at how hard it is to be a professional at something to decide if that is the hardest sport because every sport is different with how many people can play it. You see what I'm saying? I just think now, does that make any I just sense think it's going to
0: no? be re- nearly impossible to compare golf as an individual that's sport. Why I think it's fun to any team sport. I think that's why it's a fun. I think argument. that's impossible. I think that's why it's a fun you can argument. go golf to tennis. You can go golf to disc golf. You can go golf to bowling. Golf to darts. Yeah,
1: skills. Those are like skill sports. Golf is skill it, sport. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. When yeah, versus the a- a- athletic, uh, an athletics.
0: Yeah, that's why golf can like you can never call golf the hardest sport because you can't win or lose the argument against a team sport because. They're two different things.
1: No, it's a fun argument to have. and It's always interesting to hear what other people think is the hardest. Like, hockey was also another one because it adds an element of skating, which, like... I don't know enough about hockey to know. Like...
0: We've all, we've all
1: gone out and tried to ice skate, and yeah. if you're not good at like if you're not –
0: But once you get into hockey, there's intricacies that I, as a casual person who's watched like two see. hockey games, I have no idea what they're doing. But
1: I think, thing in baseball. But I think we all know how hard it is to ice skate. And so to think like I'm now yeah. ice skating, and I also have people now trying to take my head off, and I'm trying to focus on that, that's probably very difficult to do um, versus like something like a field lacrosse or like lacrosse, for example, where you're running. Like we all grow up running and getting used to it. There's a lot of people that just don't ever, ever get on skates. So they realize how hard it is. It's much harder. Let's just say it's much harder to ice skate than it is to run. Right. So lacrosse and hockey, basically almost the same kind of sport in the sense of like how to move around one year on ice skates, one year running the one year on ice skates. You literally be, do field hockey and the, hockey. Yeah. The one year on ice skates gonna be more difficult. Yeah. Right. Add something in. Yeah. So I think, but it's always interesting to hear how people say, I think it's, you know, I think the, 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 the sports I saw the most were hockey, baseball, and golf. Those three were the most I heard. Makes sense. Last thing I'm gonna say about golf. This is the last thing I'll say. Mm-hmm. If you get if you want to get better at certain sports and you get like a coach, a lot of times like you leave and you're like, oh, I got I got better. And you like improve and you continue to improve. Golf is one of those sports where you sometimes get a coach and now you have this stuff in your head because it is such a like you're sitting there and you have to pull the trigger. There's no like reaction to it. Like there are people that get worse the more lessons they get.
0: Well, I think that happens in a lot of sports.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think overthinking is a big thing. Well, yeah. When
0: I when I had a when I was playing basketball and I had a like guy I worked out with him as a trainer, a lot of times my shot would get worse and then have to get better but once it got better it got a lot better than it was when i first came in
1: but it got worse for you to get better right yeah yeah that's but there was what i'm some, saying is like golf there's sometimes you just get worse and you continue to get worse and then you do something that works one time
0: but that's just a mental head case yeah
1: i'm well i'm just saying golf is like that's, disc golf, golf is, like that golf is probably the hardest mental game out there if we want to talk about mental because it's it's a slow sport so
0: how is disc golf and golf different mentally
1: uh, I would just say there's bigger error potential for golf than, than disc golf. But disc golf is high mental because of how stressed you are on the uh, – because golf, it's like every hole, you can make a birdie, par, bogey, double, triple, right? Disc golf, there's certain holes that you know you cannot triple or you cannot double. Like it's literally impossible. Yeah, I mean, so I'd like to prove that well, one wrong. <laughs> but um, so you know it's literally – birdie or par and so you know like if you do not birdie you're losing strokes where in golf it's like if you bogey a hole it's like oh no worries i can get that back where in disc golf it's like if you if you par, bogey the wrong hole. if you par or bogey the wrong hole you almost have no chance of, of winning so th- there is the I-, I think there is that pressure of where you feel like you can lose a disc golf tournament in the first day because you just didn't score well enough yeah. where in golf it's like you're never out of it because the leader in golf could be 12 under and you could be one under you could shoot 10 and the leader can shoot plus five that's never going to happen in disc golf yeah other than maybe usdgc if the weather gets absolutely but even crazy. then you have so people there, in between yes yeah so. all right oh i hey you get me going i'll freaking get going how
0: many people i'm curious i'm just curious on your tweet how many people argued disc golf was harder than golf
1: I hope none.
0: Oh, you didn't look. I didn't see. You it. titled the podcast that, so I just I thought there was
1: gonna be like some tweet. Oh no! Fired I, out, well, fired there are about. there are definitely people out there that do believe disc golf is. There's hard some in the golf. chat. I was and, watching I, and I, I would say those people have never played golf before.
3: Uh, see. Like me personally, I think golf is easier. I just never put the time into it. Like just swinging a club is not hard for me. Like that. That's like that's just me personally.
1: So if you went out and played an 18 hole course from the tips what do you think you're shooting like if it's 72 72 is the uh rating on a course what do you think you're shooting right now
3: right now after not playing in like yeah. two years just like showing up just and... go out and 90 100 okay that's i think the first round i played so when i first started playing, i was in florida so i played for about three months i went from like 120 to like 80 something in in the three months that i played pretty much every day it also just by by
1: myself yeah it also just depends on the type of courses you're playing though too because uh you know i went out and shot 68 i think at a course and i haven't played golf at all but then i also went out and shot like 79 when i played the tips at an actual difficult course so it's again like disc golf like you know, you could, you could theoretically have some people think disc golf is super easy if they're playing like Falling Creek from the, the sure. front tees or yeah. the front baskets. And they'd be like, oh, disc golf's no – I mean, like I I fell into that problem of where the courses I was playing, I was like, dude, why do people think disc golf's so hard? This is actually really easy. You're and and
0: shredding dashes. Track. I'm just shredding <laughs>
1: dashes, shooting 12, 13, 14 under, and then all of a sudden you get on tour and you realize like, oh, wait. I think I, had- I
0: remember I got a text from you once. You were like – he said something, and you're like, "Yeah, I just shot 12 down at my local course." Like, Yeah, it's, it's easy. I'm, like, sh- I'm like, "This
1: is so easy." Okay, and then I realized,
0: like, his local course is Peaksview Park. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, because again, like, when you don't realize the type of different courses are out there, and that I think that's the thing with golf too is a lot of people that think golf is easy. You're playing courses that, if a pro went out there and played, a pro's probably shooting 12 or 14 under on that course, which is, you know, nothing. You know, I don't know. It is what it is. We'll yeah, continue. I mean, I I love it. Uh, I, and again, how do you? How the heck do you prove one way or the other? You don't. You can't. That's, that's why I love it. Um. All right, it's, like,
0: it's like the MJ versus LeBron goat argument.
1: No, you can. That that you have some stuff you can
3: look at. You say MJ versus the goat.
0: MJ versus LeBron Goddard. Yeah. You,
1: I'm on the MJ side. There you can you can kind of look at that and get but We're get, not getting yeah, into that. Because they're playing the same. Because if play. anyone disagrees with me. All right. Go. Um, Something that got brought up. So when I was out golfing, or excuse me, when I was disc golfing, um, the guy, one of the guys asked me, he looked at my bag and was like, hey, is there like a, a limit on discs? And I was like, no, you can have as many discs. Like If I wanted to, I could have three bags of discs and bring them all out there. And he's obviously from the golf world, so he thought that was super interesting. And he was like wondering, like, will there ever be a time where there's, and I know we've brought this topic up, but now that we have Paul here, I'm curious as to a, do you think it needs to happen? B, if it does, then how many discs would you like to see that uh, see that number? B, and then C, um, when do you think it's possible for that to actually happen?
3: Well, I personally don't care and I don't know it, it it's an interesting thing because like I, I carry probably between twenty and twenty five discs, I'd say on average. Can I carry less? Sure. You know, I could probably go out and play with ten or fifteen, but mm-hmm. I just I carry them with me through practice, through all that stuff and throughout touring, so I don't just I don't just ha- I should say I don't filter I don't take them in and out throughout the year. So how it's many kind discs
1: of, in your bag are for like very specific shots? Um, how many discs do you have? Where you're like, oh, if I get in this situation, whether it's a roll, a fore- forehand roll, or scramble, probably of, like three to five. Okay, three but to five or like, like
3: utility discs. You yeah, might so. see
1: one time a tournament, yeah, like, one time around. Like I probably won't
3: use it. Yeah, there's there's rounds that I won't throw a zone. You know yeah. there's rounds I won't throw a certain force or a certain Zeus or there there is rounds where I won't throw a certain disc that could be dependent on wind. Mm-hmm. That could be dependent on on the course just because I didn't feel like taking it out. I like having my bag full so they don't like rock around in there, um, but I could easily see like a twenty five disc limit. Mm-hmm. But also, a lot of people like like saying like is there a disc limit because of golf? You know, it's kind of a golf thing mm-hmm. to where a certain amount of clubs. Is I don't think there's a limit on golf balls, right?
1: Uh, I believe you actually only can have. Is it two nine? sleeves? Three sleeves? I think you might only be able to carry three sleeves. I could be I could double for me some rounds. I could I, be could, be, I, could, <laughs> yeah, I could be so. I could be incorrect on that, but I think there actually might be a limit on but there are there is a limit on golf clubs, which yeah. is fourteen.
3: Yeah. So people kind of compare like, well, you can only take fourteen clubs, like why can you take more discs? But it's like it's like the the, the golf balls and the clubs combined is what we're carrying around. So it's mm-hmm. like how how do you limit that? Do you if it's nine, do you say it's twenty three discs? Like so it, it it's hard to say. I, I don't care to have a limit on it, but I can definitely see like, if people are you know, carrying around two bags for a round, it's going to be a little bit yeah, obnoxious. There is no limit, it, right? no limit on he golf balls. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, no that's limit? like Google. Okay, I, I just so. Googled it. Yeah. It's I think, no I
1: think most – the times I've heard people running out golf balls is because like the caddy already – Only brought – Well, those yeah. bags are super heavy. Yeah. So most of the time, three sleeves is so, all you need. So
3: that's kind of how I look at it is like, the discs are kind of like the golf balls to where mm-hmm. you could lose one or get it scuffed where it's unthrowable similar to a golf ball. So i I do see it similar to more of the golf balls than the uh, uh the clubs themselves
0: yeah uh, that's what I've always said is it's it's really hard of an argument because like I carry three destroyers right now that all fly rather similarly, mm-hmm. but it's only because like if I want to practice with multiple like try that shot over and over and over or in a tournament if i'm playing a water course i'll narrow my molds down but i'll duplicate those molds in my bag so then like if i'm playing around a lot of water and i lose a disc on the first hole i have another one yeah so i think where i think disc golf's unique is like if a player wanted to carry 30 discs because of that he might need two
3: certain rounds what i do think there could potentially be is a certain amount of molds
4: Mm.
0: Mm.
1: limit the molds and allow however many interesting yeah okay I think from a fan perspective, the reason why I think the limit would be cool is because I think you would start seeing a lot of different shots from pros. um, Like know, have, people having you, to manipulate their discs. Yeah, so let's just say you limit to 15 or something crazy like that. I think you would have to start seeing people have to, like you said, start throwing a disc on Extreme Hyzer or start really turning on over a disc or something where now they can kind of basically still throw their flat or their stock. Cause basically that's what you're seeing. The, mo- the the top pros for the most part are throwing stock shots as far as like angle control coming out of their hand. The only difference is they're changing what disc they're throwing. Um, that would be the only thing is I think you would start seeing some really interesting lines being taken. Um, and especially if you do go to a course, you know, fountain Hills isn't there, but that is a notorious course for you know you're losing a couple discs, you know what does that look like if all of a sudden you lose one or two discs and now you're all of a sudden you're you know you're out of distance drivers and now you have to play the entire round. I think it adds a different element. Does it add, does it make it better? That I think is up for discussion um, because again like do you want to limit players from you know you don't want to make pros look bad right? But does it make it more interesting that? You know, I think that's up there.
0: Someone did say, and I thought this is interesting because this isn't true in disc golf to my knowledge, but in golf, they said that the ball limit, there's no limit, but you can't have more in your bag than you started the round with. So if you start you with only you know. can't if you start add, with five, yeah. you can't by the end of round five. So if you, you run
1: if you run out, there is no like, hey buddy, can you borrow me a ball? Yeah, there's been a couple of people that have been disqualified or you know been able not to finish because for instance, because they really I was caddying
0: for my friend uh, Lance at USCGC, his first time he ever qualified, mm-hmm. and he threw his money destroyer, one of his favorite destroyers, into the water on hole five, and it was like the first round, and so he handed me a twenty dollar bill out of his bag and told me to run up to the pro shop and buy him a new destroyer because he needed an overstable destroyer later in the round, and that was the only one in his bag. So I sprinted out of the pro shop, and I bought him a new destroyer and put it in his bag, and that's fully legal in the PDGA. Yeah. But it sounds like in golf, that wouldn't be. So that pretty, could be something interesting. That's it's like, pretty interesting. Because I've, I've heard of pros, too, like going, like we're going to pass my used... car on the way past hole 10. I'm going to swing by and pick up that uh, yeah. backup. Bolt someone
1: in a big tournament, uh, was it Tristan Tanner? It was someone they birdied the first hole or was it thomas gilbert it might have been gilbert he like left his bag in the car and it was locked it it was was lance no 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 this was this year at waco no 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 this was later this is another person oh okay they played
0: birdied hole one out of uh he birdied hole one out of someone else's bag yeah
1: i think multiple people have done this Uh then but this was i think it was like Tom. i want to say thomas gilbert but like he played the first couple holes with someone else's bag while he waited for someone to bring his own bag from like the hotel or whatever they left it and that's just, you know, it's a wild thing. Yep. It's a wild thing.
3: Yeah, I almost had to do that at Worlds. I locked my bag in my car when I was at... What round? Right before the third round at Fort. Third round was Fort, correct?
1: Yes. So I, oh, yeah. I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, so I was a. warming
3: up at Mulligan's, and I was going to drive over to Fort for my round because that was the warm-up area, you know, the big old driving range there, the Brody driving range. <laughs> so, so I was warming up, and uh, I, went, I put my bag in the back, and uh, the car locked itself with the key in it. Oh so, geez. so yeah, I got over to the course with about five five minutes before teeing off. That's
1: yeah, so, so that was, That's so. I, I scary. had right. I had corn.
3: Corns so. was getting me a bag ready. I was like, dude, I'm gonna need to borrow some discs. <laughs> that's so, so scary. That is know. such a great that great
0: was, story. If you were like. Still went on to the playoff and all of that, but you're using like random... Di- That's like I Memorial don't, in 20... know if your bag gets stolen?
3: I don't even know if I've talked about it, but uh, I have no clue. But yeah, whenever Germ won, the year Germ won the playoff. 15 or 16, Memorial. Somewhere back there. That yeah.
0: bag never showed up. No.
1: I think that that's,
0: that's surprised. I surprised I thought for sure someone would like flip it on eBay.
1: That well, might I, be what the most beneficial thing for caddies in the future for disc golf is you have someone that their sole job, like their number one job is to make sure your bag is safe.
3: Well, that's what happened when my bag got stolen. I had a caddy that had it.
1: Oh, well, that's so, not good. Yeah, Who yeah. the heck was that caddy? Then well,
3: we went out to lunch after the round Never
1: caddy for you again after that.
3: Yeah, we want a couple worlds together. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> hey, Paul, I got you, man. Okay. Stylus on the bag. Silas this, wouldn't let the, that bag out of his sight. St- yeah. Steph Curry did a good job this year, I yeah. will say, on the bag.
1: Okay. Um, last thing before we open it up to some questions. So this was this was something that was also brought up uh, by the general manager of the uh, Ocean Course, which is on the north side of Kauai um also the cool way i guess of saying it or the the local way of saying it is kawaii i didn't know that i always said hmm. kawaii people used to call K- uh kawaii leonard that
3: kawaii
1: yeah they called him kawaii leonard
0: at least someone yeah that was who? a thing that was a thing when he Kauai was Kauaiers. with um <laughs> yeah wait who have i've never heard that uh, A guy on our disc golf team did it hawaii? all the time they say hawaii that's how they
1: say it yeah they so would call him kawaii Okay, I promise you're saying you. someone on the disc golf team, not like no, but it was not a thing. A it was a thing.
0: No, 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 not, not a broadcast. Okay. It was a social media thing. Okay, it might have been. I don't remember what it was, but it was back. It was when they were doing uh when Kawhi won, um when the Raptors won the
1: NBA. Let me see you NBA uh, championship. Let me see you hang loose, like no. someone just let someone let you just you're you're in Hawaii. And someone just let you get in front of them in their car, and you like say thank you. Let me see. Let me see it. <laughs> Why? Let me see. I just kind of want to see. I Why? Just wa- All right, size. Let me see yours. Size will do it for sure. Let me see yours. Let your, your hair loose. down. Let what your do you hair hang? down first. You're hanging loose. What? I feel like okay, I'm getting so, trapped. So this is this is horn frogs, or no, this is wolf pack, I think, or horn toads or something. Then you got like Texans, and then the hang loose. It's just Texans, but it shakes. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. Size. So, yeah. See size what? fits in. So it's just the, It's like apparently. I felt like I was getting trapped. No, the apparently. Into doing something that I shouldn't have done. No. Kelsey made fun of mine because mine was so bad. We'll so do I just, it. Well, I did. I first like did this, I think, like the punk rock thing. Oh, what the? Yeah, I, I got all frazzled. Have you ever seen the um, video
0: that. Um, Let's see it, bro. Trevor makes fun of me all the time.
1: All right. The looser, the looser it is, the more local you Trevor are. Trevor makes fun of me all the time. Like if you go like super tight like this and you're like this, <laughs> then they know. But if you're like tourist. if you're if you're like this, yeah. like super loose, then
0: Trevor uh, made fun of me because we were closing out a video, and um Hawaii. what did yeah, I? Hawaii. For some reason, Hawaii. I was like I was like try, I was rambling and trying to find my words, and for some reason, my hand naturally was just like, all right, guys, <laughs> and I was like, what did I just do? And then Trevor like made fun of me for a you're solid a Hawaii, two months. A Hawaiian
3: local, right there. Yeah. Right? yeah, I loved it. Yeah,
1: when you try to fit in the long and you border, just man. don't. I could see that. Um. You? Okay, what? so you were a longboarder. Yeah, that's how
0: he hurt. That's, that's how, how he I broke himself. My shoulder that got me in the disc golf. Oh,
3: that's how I'm here, man. I, did you really not know how to do that?
0: No, or I did. Just I just, okay. I thought he was. He was ner- I wasn't trying. I to I thought you. he was backing me into a corner. I wasn't trying because <laughs> he was
1: only asking me. I wasn't trying yeah. to trap you. I was just curious as to what you were gonna do. Okay, but going back to it, so. They had this course, right? Uh, This is the disc golf course that we played up north. Um, We have a video coming out on it soon, and they also are putting in, uh, like they're very, very interested in disc golf, which I love hearing. Um, And they're going to be kind of doing a lot of renovations on it, so I'm curious to see what happens Um, because right now the tee pads are all natural, and they just kind of have you know little, little markers there for you, but. It was interesting because we were on hole like five or hole six and he came out on a golf cart and he like was kind of apologizing about like the course's condition and he was saying like hey right now it's like really really hard labor wise he said like because uh you know in hawaii they have like a lot of like uh the locals there have basically they really only work i think three quarters of the year or something there's just a lot of time off that they have And they always try to get people to take their time off earlier in the year and not around the holidays. But then, you know, they have all this free time off that they just are like, I have to take time off. I can't work overtime, kind of thing. So he's like, We just, we don't have people doing maintenance on this course. We have all of our, all the maintenance people like working on the ocean course. So he was like apologizing. And I told him, I was like, honestly, like if the Disc Golf Pro Tour had an event right now here, there wouldn't be a single pro that would say anything about the course of the condition. Like, and it was interesting coming from him because he's so golf specific and how like everything has to be perfectly cut and all this stuff. And so I think that's going to be an awesome thing for disc golf is having other people from the golf world coming in that are paying a little more attention as far as like course design and course details and stuff to like some of the minor points that when you see it on camera, you're like, holy cow, like this looks incredible. This looks beautiful, whatever. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you see right now certain courses needing to up the game? And then also who should be doing that? And like one of the examples I have is like the Des Moines challenge that we did. Like the community there put in so much work into that course and you could really see and tell it like it popped. There was a lot of things that they did that made it pop. Where where are we at?
0: Are you saying like, should it be the community or like the course owner or the pro tour? Like what are, what are the options yeah. to say who should it be? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's it's who who should be kind of in charge of, of making the course look a certain way for when the tour comes there. And then also like, do you see that there needs, do you see, um, is there beneficial, because again, it's all money stuff. Is it beneficial for courses to put more money into making them look better or do you not see for disc golf, you don't see that being that big of a deal. Like, it's not going to move the needle if a course puts $100,000 in and, like, has nice flower beds and mulching and the tee pad looks incredible and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those double-edged swords to where a lot of the courses are free. Mm -hmm. So where do you expect the maintenance and all the the great stuff to come from? You know, like, you're just expecting tax money or Parks and Rec to do it. It, It's kind of difficult... But if you have something like Maple Hill to where, you know, people are paying ten dollars around, twenty dollars on the weekends. Like, or these
1: golf disc golf combo courses, too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, to
3: where you're paying these greens fees, those courses are gonna naturally be taken taken care of, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit better. Their their amenities are gonna be better. You know, the the land, the the obstacles that they can do, like that's gonna be better. But it's transferring over to that and getting that almost country club style feel where a lot of people don't want that but in order to get a lot of these courses i feel like that's going to need to happen mm. uh because people i mean it's hard to have that for free you know mm-hmm. i don't i don't know anywhere where you can go to something that's that nice that's free in anything
1: yeah like yeah. the course we the golf course we played today how much was that for a round
3: where did you play uh pop-
0: poplar
1: oh, okay. forest
3: yeah that's a smaller one too. Was yeah it 20 25 like bucks 20 something yeah yeah and it's, and still, like, it's like not good it's, exactly. they've turned for, it around for like um, for, a, for a golf
1: course like if you're looking at like a golf course wise it's not good but for what you pay and what you get it's like mean, the greens were actually i was shocked with how good the green the course were. Was completely is completely
3: 18 or nine it's not nine. Nine. okay Yeah. yeah. but
1: so, like if you compared that i mean obviously bedford does incredible on the courses here so you yeah. can't really compare it to bedford but if you compare like that course to like what you're saying like a public course like it's night and day that golf course is night and day better well that's what's hard is because they have money and they have people coming into so it. so if
0: a if a pro tour was to come to bedford is a unique one just because our unique. parks and rec has bought into disc golf so much because they've seen what it helps the tourism mm-hmm. um to where they're willing to put time and effort in but if we had a pro tour come to lynchburg like sandusky park let's just put over or like
1: there. any of the courses in dallas Sure. Well, I don't know Dallas area. But like those are all courses that I the- just
0: know to get Sandusky course specifically mm-hmm. here, Sandusky Park, to get them even to put the bridge in between two holes is like pulling teeth. Just because the local parks and rec, the a lot of the holes are in the woods and right now they don't have to maintain it.
1: They don't have to pay uh, to maintain. Would the community would the community or like let's say the disc golf pro tour coming in? Would they be able to put the bridge, or the do they still would, has to, or would they, this, they still have to go through? Because I know, like cutting down trees go, and you stuff, you have, have to, go go to go through for big things. Okay, but
0: we can do small things. But the course would be in tip-top shape because of the community not because of the parks and rec so that's Correct. where like maple hill is a great example but other ones i think like that will start to pop up yep. where like, it, it can become a tourist destination because it's on the pro tour and because of how good it looks on the pro tour yeah mm-hmm. i'm trying too. to
3: think of some like that are pay to play like to preserve jonesboro um, what's that
0: uh, course e- it's not on the pro tour yet i'm assuming it will be soon the 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 eagles e- whatever yeah eagle and, Simon Cross went and played or something mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that herd is incredible
3: I-, I think that's just a some millionaire billionaire guy that's yeah never played another guy that's never played disc golf but he up. has a disc golf course on his property yeah and he's like i want to have worlds i want to have the biggest event like he just wants that yeah and he's got the money to do it so i i don't know but i'm assuming that'll be a pay-to-play place or the guy is the first to where he's like i just want a huge course and not charge anyone yeah uh so i mean i don't think there's any golf courses that are free that are like worth <laughs> I worth i don't playing. know and a single said, course that's free um well, that's I think. you know so or I even think, other sporting yeah. venues. Even. Well, that's
0: where disc golf's unique because we can exist in a park setting mm-hmm. on the casual level, but the pro level is going to have to continue to advance away from the park setting because there's, there's too much uncontrollable. Like the memorial, one of the main reasons is like, it's really hard. I don't even know if they they were able to to get control of the park and shut down the walking paths and X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. That's going to be harder and harder at, at any local park because imagine shutting down like an entire local park to that community for a week just for a disc golf tournament to come in. Whereas a, a course like Maple Hill or any private course, you don't have to worry about walking paths being busy and stuff yeah. like that. Or like New New uh, New London is in a unique situation too because it's essentially just a disc golf course. There's mm-hmm. mountain bike paths and stuff like that, but. There's not, it's not a high-traffic park.
3: Well, the the thing with New London, too, is it can disappear tomorrow. Yeah,
0: if, if someone came if and bought some, that land to
3: to, to create a business, yeah. Mm-hmm. It could literally go away tomorrow, but they've been like, hey, we've had this for 30-plus years. No one's got it, and we still have a bunch of lots prior to it. Mm-hmm. So it could just disappear, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um,
1: I think, too, like when you're looking on the park side of things, disc golf is obviously you need a lot of space for it, and it's spread out to where you can have a kickball league, a baseball league, a softball league, a volleyball league, a tennis league, a basketball, you can have all those things at public parks. Yep. Most of them don't, but you could still, you know, you I would say baseball is probably the one that you see the most at like public parks having like stuff, you know, turn leagues or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's easier to do because it's enclosed right so you just rent out that field it's enclosed and boom there you have it where disc golf courses in public parks very few times do you feel like the disc golf course is separate from the park no it it, it runs through but
0: that's why i think that's what i was trying to say is like to the casual people players uh the park golf will never disappear disc Mm -hmm. golf because it's something that uh a park can add value to their community without upping their maintenance because they are still mowing the exact same thing they're just adding this disc golf course into where it's something beneficial and new but on the pro side i don't think that park golf will exist five ten years from now because i just don't see how they can coexist of like building championship level courses in public parks just isn't going to continue to make sense because there's too many you need too much space and too much upkeep of like random areas and then you also have all the lack of control that the pro tour, thinks they is going to want more and more control over the courses there. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think park golf is always going to be there. I think it's a great, you know, it's, it, I think that's where disc golf is recreationally. That's how people get into it. They just go out and play free, whatever. But also I think in, as it's pushing more towards the advanced and professional level, we will get more towards that, um, you know, club type pay to play mm-hmm. courses. Uh, and then, you know, I think that's really where it'll grow, especially, Like you said, on the pro tour, what you mentioned earlier, like once that starts hitting in Hawaii, I could see us definitely being there.
1: Yeah. And I think, too, when you start doing it that way and you start having, you know, sponsors and stuff, I think the sponsors are also going to be highly involved in what the course looks like. Right. If you're putting your name on something, well, like you want to make sure it looks good.
0: Like Ledgestone, Nate Heinlein and their team there, that tournament is so directly tied to Ledgestone and... Uh, which obviously has an insurance company, but now it's so much more with like disc golf retail and stuff like that, that when the tournament comes to town, if the course and stuff looks bad, that just looks bad on mm-hmm. Ledgestone. That's what it ends up doing. So, and the same thing can be said with like USDGC and Innova. And I feel like Discraft and DGLO are so closely tied together, yeah. Yeah. which I know Nate Heinold runs that now, but still like there's certain courses that are just tied to a brand yeah. that when that, that t- or Anything in Emporia and dynamic discs. That's why those courses and those tournaments, I think, are always well run and well kept up, is because the people running the tournament care so much about their brand versus when you have just like some random event happening and it's just the TD, you don't have this bigger thing tied in.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to
3: say, that's kind of where you know, you you see the OTB open, you see the MVP open. Mm -hmm. Like they're literally named after these businesses. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So, talking about that, do. If we like, if foundation wanted to uh, be the the names, the title sponsor or whatever at Deglo, right? Obviously, it wouldn't be Deglo at that point. But if we wanted to, could we do that? Or at Ledstone, it'd be F DGLO. <sighs> could could <Yeah>. we? <laughs> no, but like you know, what I'm saying like, could <laughs> that would be what we but could we could we do that? Like, and is Ledstone it, are are possibly. there na- are there like title sponsors and stuff? Are there, is that up for grabs for people? Like OTB Open, for example. Like, how does OTB Open? Did they pay for a certain number of naming rights, and then well, at that it'll be open? And then the turn because like I, it's kind of weird where like these tournaments happen so, with
3: yeah. I think there's multiple ones. Like so, you mentioned Ledstone. It could be Foundation Disc Golf presents the Ledgestone Open because that's who runs that tournament, but.
1: One, but there will never be a time where it's the foundation disc golf maybe, open,
3: maybe because that's where it's kind of weird. Is like, but I don't, I that one I don't think so. But like the MVP open used yeah, to be the Vibram. Open. That's
0: what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, the difference between those two tournaments is Ledgestone Nate Heinold runs and yeah. operates that event, whereas um, Steve Dodge runs and operates the MVP open. But he doesn't have direct ties
1: to MVP. But will there be a time where the disc golf pro tour says we're running all the events? Maybe I don't. The, know. Because like you think about um, like naming rights for stadiums and stuff. The Staples Center. Did you guys hear about that? It changed, it's going to be crypto.com now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that? For like you know 120, $120, $120 million famous?
2: or something? The what?
1: Staple- you don't know the Staples Center? Where the Lakers play. Where the Lakers and the, and, the and the Clippers. And the Clippers. Oh,
0: okay. Where the Lakers
1: play. Yeah. So it's one of the most famous arenas ever. Like the only other one that might be more famous in the States is Madison Garden. Mm-hmm. That might be the only one yeah. that's okay. more famous. But Staples Center, Lakers, Clippers play there. Yeah their contract staples is like the actual store right yeah their contract got up and crypto.com bought out the namings rights so now they're no longer playing at staples center you're now playing at crypto.com Oh,
2: center, center. <laughs> it's crypto center, crypto yeah. center. I wow. Yeah, I
1: don't know why they at, kept the dot .com there, but then you know it's Crypto.com. But that's kind of my question. That's kind of my question. Seven
0: hundred million for twenty years. Sorry, I have a number. That's a steal. Way that's a steal. Uh,
1: but that's my question with disc golf is a lot of these tournaments are so attached because they were created by you a, know, yeah. Discraft created this part. tournament. Uh, Nate Heinel and Letshone created this tournament, and then disc golf pro tour kind of showed up there's like usdgc same point you're innova, never getting that away from innova innova oh, that's, created. that's not
0: true innova owns a trademark nope us disc golf owns it
3: not innova okay Ooh.
0: but but us disc golf's innova east i have paul's here mm-hmm. i didn't know that.
3: there is no such thing as innova east
0: it's disc golf united
3: no it's uh yeah no D-D-U. google google whoever <laughs> wants to go on there google it's carolina flying disc that's the official yeah company. but
0: they have a dba is disc golf united Whenever you get uh, those, a check from Disc Golf United, it says Carolina fl- Flying Discs, I DBA, I just think they have a disc bunch of other United. companies. They probably do, but the Disc Golf United is like their DBA. Because yeah. like we, when you run a tournament through there, you get it from the Carolina Flying Disc and the DBA. Yeah. But regardless... It'll be interesting to see the, what happens. My biggest thing is the PDGA doesn't own that trademark.
3: Uh, yeah, that major is owned by U.S. Disc Golf, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. but it will be inter- that in the story, I think it will be interesting to see how that goes for the future because I do believe the Disc Golf Pro Tour obviously wants people involved and whatnot, but at the end of the day, like they want to be able to sell those naming rights it for would, those tournaments. I
0: would be interested to see, like, if someone walked in and said, like, Ledgestone Insurance Open, I want to, like, how, what is the number that it would be like, I want to fully change the name to the, We'll just use sure to the yeah. that's the brand of the mic because it just sounds like sure. Mm-hmm. But to the the sure open, mm-hmm. like what is that price point? Because like Heinold would probably still be the guy running it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. Because
0: if you take Heinold out, then do you lose Eureka Temp? If do you, you lose like other things? Well, so
3: do I think that's what we need to happen though, because that's going to create the bidding wars and correct, more money. Yeah, more but money. that's
0: where I'm just interested you know, in like if leg if it wasn't the Ledger Insurance Open if Sure came in, well that's the other question yeah, too. Yeah. How much is money? Who, who go? Where's that money go?
1: To the Pro Tour. Is where it should go, but here, here's a here's the last question. We'll open up. Is the Ledgestone calls. paying? We'll,
0: the, this goes for every pro like the they MVP should. and stuff.
1: They should, but I don't think they are.
0: Like, does Ledgestone pay the Pro Tour to have the Ledgestone Insurance Open? See, or Do they pay the tournament to have see, the Ledgestone Insurance? Yeah, open? that's what I'm saying. I
1: don't. How think, does that work in ball golf? So yeah, so here's my question.
0: We should have some type of punishment well, if you call it ball golf. You know what?
1: I'll here's guess. the thing. He, I'm I'm over the ball golf thing. Oh, you're over it. I'm over it because I heard it so many times from uh, people in Hawaii. Uh, that are golfers, I'm over it. That's all it took. Thank you. Thank it you. is. It's, if awesome. you want it, it, it's getting so, hey. it's getting so intermixed. Ma- you know what? Maybe I'm Hawaii, over Hawaii
0: wasn't overrated.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, getting, I'm, I'm over it. If you want to call it ball golf to not be confused, I'm fine with that. Oh, um, wow. So I never thought go. that would happen. No. Clip that. We'll I, clip that. I I cha- I, I, that will, be the clip. I will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will. first folks. I will change my mind when I see that I'm wrong. It's fine. Um. All right. Clip have that. you ever heard of the Waste Management <laughs> Open? <laughs> yes. Have you ever heard of the tournament, the Phoenix Open? They're
3: the same
0: thing. Right? The same thing. The yeah. I've only ever only reason I've heard of both is because you've told me they're the same thing. Okay. I would have never heard of the Phoenix Open.
1: Correct. So that is one of those things of where every the Waste Management Open has. Waste Management has been the title sponsor for that tournament for so long. I think they did another 10 years or whatever. And we talked about this earlier yeah. that everyone just puts those two together. But if someone wanted to come in, Sure wants to come in and spend $100 million to be the title sponsor for one year, it would now be the Sure Open at the Phoenix. It would be the Phoenix Open or the Sure Open, whatever, right? I You bring up a good point. I don't know. Are so like are it, these it companies is is, like, is
0: MVP paying the Pro Tour to be the MVP Open, or is MVP paying the tournament the MVP Open? Or to be the OTB?
1: OTB is another perfect example. Yeah, like any any like naming Anyone. title. Like, yeah, I wonder how would that work if we wanted to do the Foundation Disc Golf Open at New London, where where yeah. are we are we paying money
0: to the Pro Tour, or,
1: or is, are or is the Pro Tour just saying like, hey, that's fine to call it that because we know you're doing a lot of work on the ground. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. That's interesting. I've never, I've never thought of that before. Until that we were. Having but I'm a with Paul. When that gets fixed, however that does get fixed, I think that's going to be better for everyone because then, let be, like the Let's Stone Open for you know is a massive tournament, right? Yeah. You would want to, you, People would want to try to get their names in there to call yeah. to have it called that. And now, some people are now Let's Stone's saying, "Wait, wait, we want to stay. We're going to up." And all of a sudden, money goes. Oh my gosh, money goes so- higher. So, so I actually just went and saw the
3: movie King Richard. If you if you haven't seen it, I highly, highly like it's such a good movie. But
0: that's the Venus and Serena Williams. Yeah, right? so it's,
3: yeah. it's it's mainly about her dad. But uh, you know, like if when you think the Serena, you know, when you think Serena or Venus, what do you think? Like like Nike, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that that's all they've been with. But in the movie, it kind of talks about you know her upbringing and when she when she signs spoilers, whatever. But like you don't think of who her previous sponsors were. And in this video, you find out who she was previously sponsored for, like twelve million dollars. Mm. And you know, it, I feel like it's kind of going to be like the same thing to where she she got sponsored by Reebok for twelve million dollars at at fourteen or fifteen. Not mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And when she had
1: her braids, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, that's what When she has the braids, yeah. Now yeah, I'm seeing, super. I'm seeing the Reebok. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
3: So it, it it's just kind, but now you only think of the the yeah. Williams sisters as Nike. Mm-hmm. That's it, and I think that's kind of where. You mentioned Ledstone to where it might turn into something in the future. OTB might turn into something else in the future. To where, unfortunately, that you know, that's where the times
1: yeah. are.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I've never, i never thought of it.
1: Like does Augusta pay? Augusta needs to pay. <laughs> the Masters needs to pay. All right, let's open up to some calls Surely here, size. Let's open up to some calls. Um, we have got Paul here. So if you got anything specific that you want to uh, talk to Paul about dial in size has the number no, size you want to you want to hit the number on let the number know for the people listening let the number know for the people listening yeah let the let hey, the number people, let the people, people know what the number is let the people know what the number there go. is
2: all right the number is 434-218-3602
1: call in we'll take your call i do want in the future uh let me know when you have a call size i do want in the future i want to kind of like reach out to some people that i know the heaviest like throw some like hit pieces on us and like give them the floor.
3: Have you guys done this at all?
1: We've Julius caesar Caesar'd a couple people. One person. Okay. Uh, I've also Julius caesar myself, I believe. Yeah. You have. Yeah.
2: Okay. We should have was someone. Needed.
1: Okay. Hello. Hello.
2: Hello. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah. What's going on?
2: Hey, nothing much. This is uh Skylar lay in uh, Indiana here representing. I think this is the first Indiana call. Not
1: sure. Could be. Could very well be. <laughs>
2: Well, hey, I just hopped on. I hope uh, you guys haven't already talked about this, but you guys are open to like non-disc golf related debates too, right?
1: Hey, whatever you got, man, hit it. <laughs> well, I
2: saw the name of the podcast, and my first thought was, uh, "What do you guys think is the hardest sport in general?"
1: Yeah, we have we had we had a pretty long segment about that. Uh, we can go around real quick and say which one we think it is. Um, but yeah, we we did talk about this for like 30 minutes, probably earlier in the podcast. <laughs> oh shoot! But I <laughs> think bad. I no, you're good. I think we all kind of we never talked...
0: we never listed our our hardest. Yeah,
1: but I think we all basically. I, mine. I think golf. I'll, I'll decide by the time it gets to I think <laughs> golf, disc golf, hockey, and baseball were all t- mentioned.
3: Nobody nobody says soccer. That would be mine. Just my personal one.
1: You think soccer?
0: <laughs> oh, that's the thing. It's do we go personal or we go like hardest period?
1: Oh, like what you struggle? I mean, personally, I'm gonna say swimming because you can die. What? You can <laughs> literally drown. It's the You can die in so many sports. No. You can sports. die no, in this goal. No, I'm saying me. Boxing. For me, me, no, like boxing, I get hit once. I, I tap out. I'm out. Swimming, there is no tapping out. You, you drown. Can, if
3: once you you get can't tired, swim? Stop.
1: What? You can't do swim. Do not know how to swim? I do not float. Swimming is the most, <laughs> most <laughs> difficult. Literally, swimming is the most difficult sport just, for me. just breathe in. You float. It's the hardest sport for me. I've done curling. Curling, absolute beast at swimming. Trash. Breaststroke. My breaststroke, nasty. Everything else, trash. But yes, if you want to go back and listen to us talk about that, uh, yeah, we talk about it for a long, uh, probably too long. What's yours, Hunter? But, <laughs> but we think you. Call in, we appreciate you calling <laughs> in.
0: I got. I got to list mine, and, tra- and Paul's got to list his hardest sport. Well, he said soccer. Well, go ahead. Okay, quick. I guess my. Oh, so Paul's soccer. My hardest sport. I would I'd go pole vaulting.
1: That's a good one. You can shatter a lot of bones in that. Silas, terrified. go for it.
0: Silas used to be a pole vaulter. You know I that? can see Silas is a good pole day. vaulter. Back in the day, Back Silas in the was
2: day, a pole vaulter. What's your, what's
0: your- and, and, yeah.
1: What's your hardest sport, Silas?
2: Uh hardest sport that's I'm gonna I'm gonna go with hockey. Okay. That Hockey's one. not good, hockey.
1: good for tall people. Right. Our center of gravity is way too high.
2: But it's so fun to watch.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that, that has nothing to do with through, it being yeah.
2: hard, but so. All
1: right, brother, yeah, we appreciate. I, I, it. Yeah, I go back, it. listen to yeah. it, and then drop some comments on what you think about what we said.
0: All right, cool. Thank.
1: All right, brother, appreciate take it. it easy.
0: Big fan. Yeah, pole vaulting's terrifying. People want me a heights. Julius
1: Caesar him, but like
0: that was a fair question. Yeah, we, it was a
1: fair question. We hadn't
0: answered what our hardest one was yet.
1: Well, we were talking. Yeah, we we're talking about like personally. Again, I will. I'll go to my grave as like swimming. You will die. Like, surfing is also up there. Like, you can die. Surfing's terrifying. Like, too. some. Like I'm talking about, like, some of the top people in well, the world. That's more dangerous. Well, we, I mean, if we're
0: going surfing, we can go skydiving, cliff diving, base jumping. Well, like, I think we're going harder to than sports.
1: skydiving is the squirrel suit people that, like, fly through sure, rocks and suits, stuff. Yeah, sure, wingsuits, gliding. Those people are insane. Water polo is also terrifying. Water people, polo has to be People legitimately
0: try to. Drowning. Yeah, that's my favorite sport to watch in the
1: Olympics. They literally try to drown the underwater you. Underwater
0: thing. People are like holding you down with yeah, their feet while I, you're like throwing.
1: I do not like that. <laughs> yeah, water polo. You got another crazy. call, Silas?
0: Uh, yes, we do.
1: Hello, hello. Yo, what up, guys? What's good, brother? Hey, this is Colin
5: from York, Pennsylvania. But Silas knows me as Taco.
1: Whoa, Silas. A little insider info, Silas. What? <laughs>
5: <laughs> All <laughs> right, Taco, together. what's up, brother? How you doing, man? What's good? <laughs> oh, we're
1: chilling.
5: Awesome. Well, I want to know what you guys thought um, on uh, grass manipulation. Is it, is it tacky or is it uh, an advantage thing? Um, should we put it in the spores? So like, I can imagine a 300 foot hole, huge dog legs left, and the only way to really reach the hole is if we put in really, really short grass, almost like a golf screen. That's about 1,800 square feet, 275 feet down the fairway.
1: Okay. You said grass manipulation. I thought you said yeah, grass, grass manipulation. <laughs> I thought we were going some math <laughs> going way. Stats. I was going like real deep with you. So you're saying like changing, changing the length of the grass, like purpose, exactly. purposeful?
0: purposely purposefully.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, exactly. saying, I was trying to say purposefully, but yeah. All right. Paul, what do you think? Changing the, changing the length of grass, you in or you out?
3: As in like, let's say it's just, yeah, like you said, 300 feet you probably let the grass grow in a certain spot just so you have to carry it. So it mm-hmm. doesn't skip or slide. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. You like I it. Mean, yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of something like at USDGC 17, they put the hay bales there. So it'd almost be the same thing if they let the grass grow, you know, maybe Shorter two shots or three get feet knocked down or something. Yeah. where they stop. Yeah. To where it's more of an out of bounds, you have to carry it. Um, I mean, I think it looks really cool. I, I think in like Michigan and, and, um, the Midwest and stuff, they, they do have the grass grow really tall and kind of shape fairways and stuff like that. I think it looks really good. I think it does affect shots. I don't think, I, I think it affects shots when they're landing, not necessarily a whole lot with the run up and throws, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I think it can really look cool. Well, I think the tall grass, tall saw grass,
1: tall grass I've always
0: hated running up in. Like if I like, um,
1: like we even played, if it's like a foot or two tall, like
0: thick, I'm talking like knee, knee high, height.
3: Okay. Like Fallen Creek.
0: Yeah, like if you're trying to throw out, at Falling Creeks, if if they let it get bad, they keep it pretty mode on the right, but if they let it get bad and you're off the fairway on the right and you still have to throw, it's way harder for me to get to the pin and to the like, long pin than if I'm in the fairway and it's like short grass.
3: Mm. But yeah, I, th- I think in the fairway might look a little weird. But in the
0: fairway, uh-huh. you could also, like if you went like really short, like he was saying, then you could adjust, like you have to hit that spot to get the good skip type thing. Exactly.
1: Oh, That's what I saying. see what you're saying. Yeah, because that that would definitely be cooler to have like a spot like that that you know it's you're like gonna, a bounce pad. You know you're gonna get a consistent skip every time because there are some holes where it's like you need a skip, but you also are just crossing your finger that you don't hit a root or like a trunk of a tree or something like that. Um, so yeah, if you had something where it was like a, a big enough spot, that would be kind of sweet. So but grass yeah. also long grass also do, does bring ticks.
3: I, I do see like having the short grass to where if it like bends to the right to where you actually have to hit the the short grass to skip it around because you can't actually fly it in there. Mm. I could definitely see stuff like that
1: that'd be sweet yeah that, that's
3: what I'm talking about mm-hmm.
1: heck yeah dude i I like that, and uh do you let you, silas, you, have, any, you have anything to say to taco before he goes?
2: no man thanks for uh thanks for tuning in
1: all right,
0: hey man, I call for you silas
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, all right, brother, have a good one. God to you dang
0: silas, how are you doing, taco?
1: I think that's a after the podcast situation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I I just have that feeling.
0: Okay, it's you got you got a long history of taco. Yeah, okay, I respect so. it. I respect it.
1: I respect the history of Silas.
0: He said he's from York, PA. So does he think Silas is Trevor? Probably. No. Uh, Trevor
1: from York, PA. He is.
2: I, I'm not from PA. <laughs> I say th-
1: I think he might I'll, think I'll Silas tell you is that Trevor. Much. I mean, Silas, Silas, switch to your camera real quick. This is Silas. Is Definitely the, not Trevor. Taco. Is this Definitely who, is this not who Trevor. you think
0: you're talking to? No.
1: <laughs> is oh. this, he said
0: York PA expecting him to say he knew Trevor, not Silas.
2: Oh. I, I was thinking
1: loose. like Silas and this guy were like backyard dogs, and they would just like go in and play some like, you know, hidden poker games and stuff back in the day. i do not play poker.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: Well, well, we I can tell you it was a crazy game of poker, Silas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I lost it all, man. Alright, we
0: got another call. Yeah, okay. He thought he was talking to Trevor.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, there we right, go. Well, that That's makes fair. Sense. That makes
2: sense. I'll text Trevor and say taco
0: call for you. <laughs> hello,
5: hello. My question was, uh, do you think disc golf's gonna get to the point of like race car driving where it's more of like a team game compared to like an individual player game? Where the individual player game will still be there, but it's more like Team Innova versus Team Disc craft versus team MVP and the point standings add up at the end of the year.
1: Are you are you a pretty big NASCAR fan?
5: I mean, I grew up watching NASCAR, so I understand, like, the competition between Chevy and okay.
1: Dodge
5: and Ford, so...
1: Yeah, how is that from... I'm I just not... Is anyone here? Not, I'm not a big NASCAR mm-hmm. guy, so I just don't know My how... My dad watches it. Okay, so from a fan's perspective... um Uh, Do you root for like a certain?
2: What I'm asking is, is
4: it do you think
5: it's going to be more individual based moving forward, kind of how like golf is, or do you think they're going to add a team aspect into the pro scene where it's, you know, how good your team is compared to how good your individual players
1: are? I mean, I, I think the manufacturers would love that because it puts more uh, emphasis on the manufacturer than the players. But I think that uh, I think the question is more about like how fans view it, right? Is that that's well, what you're right, kind of getting like at?
2: In, in NASCAR, you have a team of people, but it's an individual sport.
1: What, you're, like ha- a pit crew? you're talking about We're the talking pit, pit, crew pit crew and all that stuff. I think he's talking about like multiple people uh, drive or like MMA is another good example yeah. where you have like multiple people fighting out of the same gym. Well,
3: I think, uh, what's it? Or um, like
1: uh tour de France yeah, where you tour have, de France, yeah. tour de France where you have like a group of like seven, eight guys, but only one of them is you're basically doing everything. You're all in the race, but you're basically know like this is the guy that we're trying to get to win. Yeah. Um, I, right. don't we'll to do I don't think disc golf will ever get that. That,
5: um, it, It's better for your team to be better stacked compared to just having one good player compared to a bunch of
0: middle
4: field
5: players to try to win a a team championship compared to just one person winning an individual championship.
0: I think there could be like one tournament or something where it's like the team championships. I could see that happening. Um, kind of like the Ryder Cup, we had the uh, Presidents Cup, where it's like USA versus Europe. I could see like a Manufacturers Cup. Ulti World does that every year, just on mm-hmm. their site. But I could see it actually being a tournament. But I don't think it'll ever be from the fans' perspective, just because like a fan in an individual sport like this, you're always going to root for the best player. So if Innova was fifty players deep, but didn't have the best player, and then Dynamic picked up the best player, like. I might, I'd probably have more dynamic in my bag, even though Innova had the next 40 right. some players, just because what the best player in the world's throwing, that's what people throw. Mm. That's how I would look at it. But I could see there being a fun, like, manufacturer's cup. I think that'd be kind of cool.
1: That could be a fun exhibition thing that all the manufacturers figure out for sure.
3: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it'll ever be. A team thing.
1: Yeah. I don't think they'll you'll ever see any talk from people like after a tournament being like, Oh, discraft crushed Innova this tournament. I think the manufacturers try to do that. Yeah. And that's fine, obviously on their end. They want to show that the their players are performing well, but I don't think that narrative ever you don't that's why I'm curious. Like, does that narrative happen in NASCAR? Like, if if Ford wins the race, but Chevy comes in, wait, that's the same car. If Ford wins the race, that's the same. Ford and Chevy? No.
2: Isn't you that the same? No. no.
1: <laughs> okay. First thing I thought, well, I don't know cars that well. So I thought, Maz, I thought. Ford's best
2: thing, Chevy Camaro. Okay. Sorry. I thought I put. So I, Mazda
1: comes in first. <laughs> I mean, I drive a Mazda All right. So let's all think about that. Um, okay. So Ford comes in first, and then Chevy comes in second, third, and fourth. Are people talking about? Oh my God, Chevy crushed it because they got two, three, and four. Or is everyone just talking in, about?
3: In NASCAR, I think. So. I think you Think in NASCAR, they're the talking about, about it. Well, and that's what I was curious about. Yeah,
5: see, future. that's that's
2: interesting.
1: That, well, I think it's like you know, Chevy it's something fans.
5: That's that the Deuce man, in fact, or anyone's I, thinking I,
3: about that. I think in cars, it's the other way. But cars, people care more about cars than well, the I think driver. It's, I think two, three, four Well,
1: you think about the jockey too, right? Like more people care about the horse than the jockey. Is it the same right. kind of thing? More people care yeah. about the car the than the horse. driver.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like the, I have no idea who drives the M&M car, but I know. Well, I don't know M&M though
0: car. because, like, growing up, I was a Jeff Gordon fan. Didn't really watch NASCAR. Could not tell you what on. I knew he was sponsored by DuPont.
1: But there are. But th- I couldn't tell you what car he was but driving. But some cars. But the, some people
0: are like like the Budweiser. diehard Chevy fans and like yeah. Chevy truck, Chevy Chevy Chevy. And if like someone switched from driving Chevy to driving. Uh, Ford, it'd, it'd probably be, be like a lifelong or Toyota. Yeah, probably be like a get out of Toyota
1: again. NASCAR? Are, are they,
3: they? The Camry. Yeah. They're flying yeah. around the track? Yeah. Ripping oh a Camry? <laughs> God, I, uh, feel I feel like that's we like need to saying go to, we need to go to a race. I feel like
2: player. that's like saying you're liking Discraft, but not necessarily liking a Discraft player. Yeah. Mm.
0: Like if you were like yeah. a, a diehard Discraft fan, and it, it'd be like if you're a diehard Lakers fan. Versus being a diehard LeBron fan.
5: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess there's just two different kinds of fans. Yeah. But in an individual sport, I think it's always going to go to the player. Most fans are going to be fans of a player more so than the brand. But there's going to be some people who are like Enova throwers till I die. And if someone leaves Enova or comes to Enova, that depends on that changes if they root for him or not.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting thing is like the brand loyalty versus like team loyalty, right? Like yeah. I feel like team loyalty crushes brand loyalty. It's not even close.
0: Oh, and like uh, well, and team sport versus disc golf. From, was... Like
1: you're not not gonna be if you love Nike and you love the Lakers and their their Nike whatever. If Adidas comes in and buys out the rights to be the Lakers, you're not turning away from no, the Lakers. No, well that's
0: where a team sport is a different. Where it's different like ball it's a different.
1: Game. Like you just love your teams and it doesn't really matter. So, so yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's an interesting call. I think a lot of people enjoyed the NASCAR aspect that we don't really get that every once in a while. No. So. Yeah. Appreciate well, you calling in. Call.
0: Have a good night, guys.
1: All right, take it easy. The Camry's the M MMM, the M MMM, M and M car. Oh man, okay. who drives
0: that? Kyle Bush.
1: You think so? I don't know. Imagine <laughs> no. if he did. That's a no. that's a real. I mean, that's a real name. No Kyle Bush is a real NASCAR guy. Silas, driver. what do you owe me if Kyle what Bush what drives what the M MMM M car?
3: Bush? What's he driving? Wait, is know.
1: there a Kurt Bush? I knew there. Oh my gosh! Is it, it is Kyle Bush is the M M&M and M driver? No
0: way! <laughs> going to be something. You have oh, to owe me something. That's incredible. I'm the goat. There's no incredible. way around it.
2: I'll put a blizzard on it. Heck that yeah. is incredible. All right, and now, I'm now less
0: with feel. six blizzards. How did, how did she get that? Just my, just, it's in my blood. Damn. I just knew it. Gosh,
1: wow. that's a, that, is, that was phenomenal. Boom. That was very good. Kid racked All right, I'm name ready. another one.
0: No, I already, that's, that's my one. That's my party trip. I mean, the only
1: other car that I know that's famous is like the Budweiser car, right? Like, that's a car that always exists.
3: And who drives the Tide. that? The Tide car.
1: Oh, the Tide car. Yep. Okay. I mean, I, I guess if you. I name mean, Jeff some-
0: Gordon's car. Oh, if you, okay. But I don't here, here, know what
1: Jeff Gordon What was Jeff Gordon's here. car? It's
0: a toss up. Right? That's what I'm saying. That's
3: point was <laughs> his main sponsor. Was it? You, yeah. got, you guys got to know the GoDaddy car, right? Oh,
0: Wait, was
1: there, is there a Dan- monster? Danica, Danica, Danica Patrick. Patrick. Is there a monster car?
0: No, I don't think so. There's, yeah, it's a monster car.
2: Dude, That's I, a dude.
1: I will say yeah. NASCAR interviews are the funniest thing. And I, I really hope I, I want to see the first disc golfer to oh, do this. Oh, the Home Depot car. Oh, Home Depot is good one. Yeah. Where, Who does that? Where they're just holding like a, an empty Coke bottle. And it's like there's nothing in it. And they're just holding it like this the whole time during their interview. I want someone to do that so bad in disc golf. Cause it's such a like fighting. They do it a little bit. Sometimes you'll see the guys with like monster cans up there and Surprise stuff. Surprise them
3: when there's something in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but NASCAR. I feel like every single interview, they're hold, They are holding some sort of drink. Like it's Coke, it's Monster, it's Red Bull, it's something. I might just start doing that. Just have a random drink every yeah, single time. A, like Hawaiian Punch. There's just. a
0: guy. There's a guy on our disc golf team in college that was a diehard. Um, was it Evian or Fiji?
1: It's gotta be fiji, fiji he, is fantastic you
0: wouldn't drink anything but it and so for like my going into my senior year it was his like sophomore junior year uh our coach was playing a prank but no one knew because so it's just like a random thing he's like hey guys you know liberty's p- partnered with deer park only water bottle we're allowed <laughs> to carry is deer park water bottles we'll get like a refillable one but like only deer park is what you're allowed to drink and the guy like responded, he's like, "Well, can I just put Fiji water in, or whatever he drank, into the Deer Park?" And coach was like, "No, like we'll get in a lot of trouble at the university. Like we'll have cases." And we showed up at the first practice, and sure enough, there's cases of Deer Park, That's like five awesome. cases. And he's like, "All right, everyone, you know, you just grab the water for practice tonight. It's gonna be here. You're gonna refill it every time." And the guy wouldn't drink water. And then, like two He's practices in, di- two tri- practices in, coach is like, "I'm just messing." There's no Deer <laughs> Park sponsorship. I just wanted to see if like how dedicated you are. He was that dedicated. He was willing to just not drink water to not have to, to not have to drink Deer Park.
1: That's awesome. Is That's there a Hooters fun. car? Yeah, there has to be, probably right. No the idea. Wonder Bread car. DuPont,
0: Ooh. not DuPont. Yeah, was DuPont say, was he, Jeff he Gordon. He called you That's no, my bad. Uh, I guess I'm I guess I'm not a de- Jeff Gordon car.
1: Um, I was 24 till I died. Do we have another call size? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right hello Uh, hello
5: hey what's up
1: what's good brother how you doing
6: pretty good jp calling from mobile alabama
1: is this the jp with the uh dark horse takes in the comment section or is this a different jp
6: uh that is me
1: oh the man the myth the legend himself what's good man
6: uh not a whole lot i'm curious to know i know um you know there are some uh pro players who are sponsored by individual brands like paul i think you're you know sponsored by celsius and maybe still adidas um do you think that is the next wave of um, kind of maybe professionalism is the best way to uh, describe that as far as getting more on the map, you know, getting more coverage and even being sponsored on some bigger events like ESPN and things like that? Or do you feel like the sport is more about uh, promoting and gaining traction within and making Innova and Discraft and some of those other uh, bigger brands even bigger so that they are the ones that are putting on, you know, maybe – bigger prize pools and things like that.
3: Well, where I where I believe disc golf is, 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 you know, discraft, Innova, all these manufacturers are are really our only sponsors. They are basically on the same level as something like, you know, you mentioned Celsius, you mentioned Adidas, you mentioned, you know, these other companies to where realistically in a sports world, they are those kind of sponsorships, um, you know, cause we aren't a team sport. Yeah. We, I throw discraft disc, and that's the tools I use. And I think in golf, you know, you kind of go Titleist, Callaway, same thing to where they also have other sponsors that are just as prominent as their clubs. Uh, so I think that is is the future of disc golf is is these endorsements. And I think it's going to bring more eyes to the sport. Uh, but I think one of the hardest part is is player representation. Um, that's, I think, the biggest thing is you can't – I personally can't just go over to Adidas or Nike and just be like, hey, I want to get sponsored. You need someone that's professionally – trained to do that uh so that, that's my opinion i don't know what you guys think
0: well i think the first big wave i think we'll see next is on the tournament side because like if if you pay a, a player from an, as an outside company you're going to get a decent return um but your return a lot of times is going to be more on the social media stuff mm-hmm. uh but where with a tournament you can get a widespread promotion like we saw guaranteed rate and ll bean and uh johnsonville with the pro Tour championship um, so I think that's the next big wave. And I think that's a, a big wave to see come because right now, 90-some percent it's got to be of money from within disc golf is money within disc golf. Basically, you as a consumer are the outside money coming into disc golf. My,
3: my one take on that is those sponsors are only in for one tournament. Yes. To where if it is an athlete, it could potentially be all of them. No, and I think it'll media. eventually yeah. come
0: in. But I could see like Celsius, for instance, being like, Hey, so we, you know, we got Paul and you're doing a lot of like social media stuff with Celsius. And then in addition to that, we're going to pay a five year contract to have the Celsius open Mm. to where like every year this is our event, you know, blah, blah, whatever that looks like within because that's like a guarantee like we can market it, we can get it hype, whatever. But I think that's where like outside money is going to start coming in it that way. And then once Celsius starts to see, or other brands start to see, hey, look at all this value within disc golf, then you could see more players. Because does Waste Management Brody have like sponsored players?
1: Uh, they sponsor. Um, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? But yes, they have a couple people. Yes,
0: yeah, that's, that's how I I've always viewed uh-huh. it. Is like I think the tournament is like the entry of like, hey, this is just an easy way to test it. Is like guaranteed rate. We sponsor the Pro Tour Championship. See what this interest is in disc golf, and then we roll it down to players possibly.
3: Yeah, I, and another way I look at it, you know, from the outside in is kind of if if I was a business and I wanted to sponsor a tournament or a player, if I sponsor a tournament, I'm kind of responsible for everything that goes on. To yeah. Where you kind of said, like, if something really bad happens, it falls on Ledgestone. That's true. You know, or if you're a player, then it's like, hey, we're not responsible for them. That's an the individual player. Yeah, like, we're, we're cutting ties. Drop the player immediately. Yeah, so and it's I, done. I think it, you can look at it both, both sides. That's true but, too. But uh, my opinion, I think players, but I can definitely see the tournament side as well
0: regardless i think players or tournament i think that's the next big Mm -hmm. thing we'll see um and i think that's where the bigger and bigger money will start coming into the sport um is from outside things just because a player might be able to sign four different uh, like a drink sponsorship apparel sponsorship a shoe sponsorship and something there, else some there's, weird. there's a,
3: abundance i heard one potentially a sunscreen sponsor there
0: you go like, boom that's what i'm saying it's like you could have you could have 10 <laughs> like different sponsors you could have 10 sponsorships each paying you 60 grand silas gets a new like, light sponsor there
3: you go <laughs> like, yeah
1: i i want to oh. say it was pat perez but i don't know if he's no, still, still looking sponsors. for waste <laughs> no that's who i was thinking of no, <laughs> i don't know that's if he's the,
3: actually that's the old guy right
1: like he's, oh, he's, he's not time. that old he's not that old he's not that old
3: did you so, have another question brother
6: yeah, with the personal sponsorships and things like that, uh, you know, the reason I bring that up is in a very popular, uh, another popular sport, you know, MMA. That was the route that they took. You know, there are different people who had tattoos. They came out with, um, you know, different things, different sponsorships, where everybody kind of had a million different sponsorships, whether it's on their shorts or um, on their their gear before um, before the the. Uh, fight started and things like that and the ufc finally kind of come to, had to come down and say okay well you can't branch out anymore you know mm-hmm. we look kind of ragtag we look all over the place where there's no brand unity there's no we have this one product that we all do and so you know that's why the, the ufc signed that huge reebok bill so do you see that um well that's maybe beneficial for some, the
1: ufc not so much beneficial for the fighters yeah. a lot of fighters have come out and said that they they made more money back when they could do that all versus what they are doing now.
3: Yeah. I'd say 95% of fighters did not like it. 5% yeah. did.
1: Yeah. it That deal really was only good for the very, very top people.
6: Right. And I, I think that's a, a very, very good uh, point to that. But I think more, more or less, I was saying that, you know, with all these, these massive sponsorships that you get from, um, you know, from all these different things. I think with uh, disc golf, there's so much more uh, potential to do smaller things like, uh, you know, Paul with Celsius could get, you know, could all of his discs or half of his disc, his driver just it whatever it was, could have that Celsius stamp or, you know, the foundation stamp or all these other different things on um, so many, so many other. Mm. Um, You're saying on the disc actual disc? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that, I think that would be a little dark horse. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how that would go. But I mean, definitely bags. Like you can put a lot of different sponsorships on bags, and then also apparel, um, hats, shirts, stuff like that. The disc side of things, it's kind of tricky. Golf can get away with it because they've got shafts and they've got grips that are kind of separate from the actual club itself. Um, but a disc is a disc, so I don't know how that would really work if. I don't know how Discraft would ever let Paul throw a buzz, but on the disc, it's it, like a Celsius it branded was buzz. like yeah, it was like another company branded disc. That yeah. would have to be some sort of collaboration between it, it, the two.
3: It, do I think it's possible? Yes, I think it is possible uh, because it is still Discraft disc. It's Celsius. It's not non-competition, but I think you know there are there are ways that it could become competition. Yeah, know? but uh, who knows? It'd be interesting. I mean, that, that, yeah, that'd be a talk. Yeah.
1: Thanks for calling in, though. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you Yeah, take it easy.
3: Do you guys have a cool Thanksgiving jingle for the end of this?
1: Thanksgiving jingle? Jingle.
3: We'll let you make that was up. The, yeah, do you think we're <laughs> show tunes over here? <laughs> this guy was gobbling earlier. I don't know.
1: You think we're show tunes <laughs> over here, Silas? <laughs> <laughs> Size, you got something? Whip something up, Size. <laughs> yeah. Come on.
0: Yeah, th- throw something together in Band. This
3: report.
1: podcast is hanging on by a thread. We're over here having jingles for each week.
3: <laughs> like, like, is there like a cool waiting song? Like, can I just call in and just... Oh, we, uh, no. Our, no. There's our, no waiting Our
1: call time. system yeah. has probably nice. destroyed multiple people. <laughs> like, there are multiple people that hate us now because of our call system.
3: Each time they hang out, it's like, do, 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 do. I'm like... Oh. Yeah, Headphones just died.
0: No, it is a nice little <laughs> hang up too. There is
1: there is no like call waiting. No, like, like if you call and you don't get it, you just you go have to voicemail. keep calling. You just have to keep. So calling. There, there are people that have called like fifty times and never gotten in, and it's unfortunate. People
0: will like tweet us the screenshot of their call history. Yeah. It's just our call for like
3: forty minutes. You're, you're gonna get a bunch of uh, what is it super chats and just say buy a new system. Yeah. So yeah. I can well, have a better
1: hold. Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> I've tried, I've tried figuring it out it's it's I difficult thought, like, i think I we almost to need fit. to have like some superpower person well the tough the part is like that, uh
0: no. the tough part is like if you have a hold system then we have to have another person Correct. answering the call and be like hello and then be like what's your debate topic all right let me put you on hold and like yeah those, oh, this one's on line one this one's on line three. i want to
3: see him have that little monitor that just lights up all the, no, the like call he has the call yeah silas around. needs
1: more things to be able to press <laughs> over there, there he go. doesn't have enough uh any more calls silas uh not currently oh see this is the time like if you say you can't call so that's in, probably I, because everyone's
0: leaving a voicemail right well,
2: now i was gonna say i think it's because the system is like getting overwhelmed yeah sometimes right. it gets overwhelmed oh just, that like, is also true just it just crashes so many calls coming in yeah because we'll
0: because wow. there's one one show where we were like oh no one's been calling we had like three calls and i checked the voicemail <laughs> the next day and there's 200 voicemails and i was like how do we only have three calls
3: <laughs> all right so hunter if you were to call in right now what would be your question Oh,
0: wow.
3: Oh, Turn while the we wait. Tables on him. While
0: we wait. Oh, okay, here's my question. So let's just put you in a hypothetical here. Mm. You are in a wide open field. Uh, You can pick any disc you want, and you just have to throw a standstill. How far is that disc landing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just a random question. First one that came to my mind. I don't know.
3: At least 450. All right, At okay. Least. Well, now, it, it all depends on, on what disc. You know, If you're really trying to maximize it, I can pull out a Hades, which I wouldn't pull if, pull out
1: if I was running up, so.
3: You there can you manipulate have. the disc.
1: Okay,
2: we do have a caller. All right. No, perfect. I, I, I had, a had a question. Right I had a
3: question if, if that's
1: you, a if, great That's a great video. I still want to see that video. I think people would love to see it. I think people it. would be very shocked at how far, how, 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 how small the difference is between the two. <laughs> Go ahead. So, oh, sorry. Uh, we got someone on the call? We,
2: we should. Hello? Yeah. Oh, hey, what's good?
5: Yeah, hey. I was waiting for you guys to finish. No yeah, wrong. sorry,
1: sorry. Go for it.
5: I have a question for you, Brody. Have you ever tried pineapple on pizza?
1: Yes, I have. And they don't, you don't belong. You don't
5: like that savory, salty, sweet
1: mix? Do you have what, where are you getting your pineapple on the pizza? Like you're saying anywhere? I can just order it from Papa John's and it's delicious, or well, do I need to go to a specific I don't
5: like spot? It. I don't like it when it's thick. It's gotta be a thin sliced pineapple. Because no mm. one wants a giant chunk of pineapple in their mouth. So I'm are you
1: saying like slice like a pepperoni? Kind of like that yeah. thin. Is that like yeah I don't different. know if I've ever had has anyone had pineapple pizza like that where in, it's sliced like a pepperoni? In
0: in Hawaii, do they just call it pizza or is it still Hawaiian pizza?
1: I didn't have pizza in Hawaii. I tried twice. Like if Kelsey you just walk in if down. you just walk
0: in, you're like, yeah, I'll just take the regular do they just bring out pineapple and ham on the pizza?
1: Do you know what pokey is? Yeah. That's I, delicious. Yeah. 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 I didn't know there's what like that? Th- I don't still really don't know. Heard I think it, it, it's I don't like know some it sort is. of raw but it's it's basically it's like like, raw fish it's like
3: a bowl of sushi but you can basically have
1: like pokey green beans you can have pokey mac and cheese you can have pokey all this i don't know about that that's what i'm saying i didn't i thought pokey was literally just the raw fish that like sashimi or whatever but apparently there's a bunch of other stuff but okay back on it pineapple pizza uh i will give it a try if i find a place that does the the thin slice i've never does it have you had had papa
3: john's hawaiian it's not it's actually not bad my opinion. I just, I would
1: never. I would just never go for it. I I would if never I will pick say I would never order it over pick. cheese. Correct. Yeah. I'm with Hunter. Uh, or I'm pepperoni. Hundred percent. Never. I'm doing like I, I'm it not
0: choosing that. it, but it would also kill me because I can't have ham. <laughs> but like if I was at a party before and that was the only pizza, I enjoyed it.
1: See, oh. I still think I'm I'm flicking off the pineapple to the dog.
2: I mean, you could. You still get a little sweet taste in there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just there's just something about it.
1: I will here for it's you. Different. I will try it. I will try it uh, and and not and go in with an open mind.
0: There you go. That's
1: Heck all. Yeah. That's all I can do. That's all
4: I can <laughs> do. <He's laughs> so We're bald. one for
5: the little guy.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great night, guys. All right, man. You too.
0: You <laughs> yes. just made that guy's night. Well, <laughs> pineapple and I, pineapple thin slice.
1: I will try one on
3: pizza. Yeah. If it, yeah, like for me, if it's the only option, I'm not, I'm not complaining. No,
0: I'm still, it's still pizza. I'm still eating it. But oh. I'm
1: telling you, if it's the only option, I'm picking the pineapple off.
0: I mean, that's fair. But are mine. you picking the pineapple off? If t- it's it, the only it, option, or t- are you t- eating it? No, I eat it.
1: You would just eat it with it, it yeah. on there. Okay. Yeah.
3: And I'm, would I'm pick probably the pickiest eater You'd pick it off. I'd pick, I'd pick it off. Yeah, but it have you have it. you had it before?
2: I've had like Papa John's.
3: All right. Well, then that's, <laughs> if you've had it before and you don't like it, that's fair. But it's not like I don't like it. I like it more without it. I like it more without it. it. That's the
1: thing. The same thing. I like my pumpkin pie, but I like it more without the whipped cream. Do we have any
3: more calls? If not, I'll I'll throw my call in. What's your call?
0: Let's just throw Paul's call. I'll throw (laughs) throw my call in. Paul's
3: call. So this is yeah. There you go. This is for you guys. I don't. I don't need. I have my opinions. I'll wait. Uh, But how do you guys feel about player contracts and players leaving contracts early? Since it's been like the last two years, something that's been big
1: i oh like players getting out of contracts early yeah what are, what is the uh are there any repercussions we don't know I no don't one know.
0: knows i mean there should be that's what i think i think it's a weird time right now because like if you're getting out of a contract that's so small then like legal action doesn't make sense because like what are you gonna sue for mm. but like if so if there's not a player option that can be because I know that's in some contracts. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I get... after like three years. I don't know, in disc I know, golf. I, yeah, I just am I saying in like, sports, like in yes, sports, there's yes, sometimes player options. Yes. If there's a player option of like you can renegotiate or leave after three years, but it's you're you know, guaranteed through five, sure, that's fine. But if you're and there's also been some in disc golf, like we heard the Paige Pierce one where it apparently her contract was just a verbal agreement the whole time. Yeah. yeah. That's wild to me. No, I would imagine after the page switch, that's never gonna happen again. But if it's like a paper contract and there's not a player option and you leave it six months early or even a year early, and then you just immediately like switch and start promoting a different brand. Like if I'm the brand who just signed you, I'm not trusting you at all. Cause like, what was the contract then?
1: The only, the only thing I will say is if you look at, if you look at where disc golf is, okay. So let's say, let's say five years ago you signed like a 10 year deal. And five years ago, the ten-year deal was great, right? But now disc golf has blown up, and everyone's making so much more money and all that stuff. I think you should be able to, or at least like the company should be like, "Hey, our profits are going through the roof. Uh, you're doing awesome." Again, it has to do a lot with what how you're doing. You're doing awesome. Like the manufacturer or the sponsor should probably come to you, and you see that a lot in other sports where they will like renegotiate kind of and up them. UFC, it happens a lot where Dana... But went, they don't have to. They don't have to. They don't have to. But I do see... That's where I think it's kind of weird because I think, obviously, in the last couple of years, players have seen a lot more money coming into disc golf than where it was a couple of years ago. And so they're seeing all these people sign for big deals and hearing about it or whatever, and they're like, I'm stuck in the two, three-year deal... And so maybe they are talking to their sponsor. Well, they're, they're also might be, and the sponsor's like, "No, dude, we're, you're in here. This is yeah. all you got." And so then they're like, "I'm out." The other, which thing I don't think golf, is the right way of doing it, but the other thing in
0: disc golf right now, I think, is a lot of player contracts. I'm again, I think this is changing, but a lot of player contracts haven't been like lawyer written. No. So there's not legal mumbo jumbo of mm-hmm. non competes and all this other stuff to where, like, y- you can probably leave your contract and there is no repercussion. There's Like, it wouldn't hold it, up in a yeah. court of law because it's like, this is what we expected of you while you're under contract. The contract is valuable to, or valid through this date, whatever. And then you're just like, okay, but like, there's nothing in here if I leave that I can't play disc golf for another brand for seven months after I leave this contract and blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And so then you're just like, oh, I can just leave. Yeah. So the contract's like legally binding, but like there's no repercussion. I mean, what do you I think? I think that stuff's just going to slowly what do you, change.
1: What do you think players should do if they're in a long term contract that's not good, right? It was good when they signed it. Two years later, it's not good because the whole landscape of disc golf has changed. What do you think the player should do? Well, if, I think if it's, the person's, if, if the if sponsor's not, leave? if no, if, well, they're not, there's nothing in there that says they can leave, they can't leave, but. The person they're sponsored by is not willing to. I think you go to them first.
0: Try to renegotiate. They won't renegotiate. Then, if you ha- if it's a point where you have to leave a contract early, sure. In my head, January first is like when everything's done and over. So, like if I'm leaving a contract early, I'm going to be like, hey, well, you know. Uh, I get. I'm leaving a year early. I'm gonna give you through the end of this year. I won't do anything till January, so we can make the announcement now and we can figure it all out. And then January first, I'll be with my new sponsor, mm-hmm. whoever that may be. That's how I would handle it. But again, like if there's something, in, if there's nothing in the contract that there's any repercussions, then like, I mean, it's I don't. I don't like a player doing it because I think again, like as a next brand, I'm like weirded out by it. But I'm also
3: like, you can't blame the player because like, why not? Yeah. yeah.
1: Do they? Do you want them just to get stuck? basically
3: yeah. no and i i agree i agree with it you said hunter I, th- I think it does it's something that lingers with players for a bit you know in, into other negotiations and things like that but yeah i think i think that's kind of where that representation is a big thing now because like you said brody if someone signs and two years in they sign a 10-year deal and two years in they're like wow i'm way underpaid mm-hmm. it's kind of a tough spot to where you want to re- renegotiate but you know that you're, you're kind of in the hands of whoever your sponsor is so i was just curious what your guys' thoughts are because yeah. we have seen that in the past and, yeah. and i've been having a lot of conversations with with agencies and stuff like that and kind of just like kind of hearing about some crazy stuff and, and it's just like i don't know i was just well i think curious we're
0: we're one or two bad deal away deals away from like disc golf players and disc golf companies Small claims court. Realizing the importance oh, of a lawyer like Judge writing. Judy? That. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I think that I yeah. think we're very close to like one or two things happening to where well, it's, just the, it's the whole you're I, gonna realize like, hey, before we sign this player to this contract, we better have a lawyer write it.
1: So it's it's the it's the whole notion too of like the handshake deals and stuff like that. That makes sense when there's like a couple hundred dollars being transferred, right? Yeah. So like you know you see that a lot on the social media side where people are just like hey we'll pay you this amount of money if you do this and you're like all right great and then you just do it they send it you're fine it's it's like when the numbers start getting you know four digits five digits six digits seven digits when it starts going there it's like okay we need to actually have some like talk and I think it'll get there for everyone once the numbing Well, you also have
0: to, as a player, or back to like social media or anything contract-wise, if you're handed a contract that has a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo in it, you need to have a lawyer read it. Because I've heard I've heard of nightmare deals where you sign it and you don't realize that what you just signed, Like, yeah, you can be free of, but your content isn't or your image isn't Mm -hmm. if you leave the if it's a three-year contract it's like okay the three years are up yeah you can leave our company but we now own own everything we own all the rights like taylor's taylor swift her Mm -hmm. music the whole reason she's releasing the taylor's version is because she signed a bad contract when she was first getting into music when she Mm -hmm. was 15 so to own her own music she has to re-release them under her album same type of thing eventually
3: is going to happen of like one or two scummy businessmen getting to disc golfs. Yeah. So, th- yeah, that that's kind of a, a second question I have to it, is, is are we fortunate at this point that we haven't had that or we haven't had those kind of sponsors in the sport because a lot of the players are probably uneducated on that side?
0: Yeah, that's what I think so far what we've seen is... We're growing is, at the right pace.
1: Well, I think some people are starting to figure out that they are. Yeah, well, that's... I, think, like, I, th- I feel like some players are starting to feel like they have been kind of taken advantage of. Well, I
0: think that was the other thing is up until recently your contract was one of the first numbers haven't been public mm-hmm. so well i guess back when you were with innova there was an la times article that wrote and said you had four year two, 250 guaranteed a year
3: that was discraft. that's only been discraft.
0: Uh, that discraft? Yeah. okay well then never mind so up until then it's never been like publicly known and so then uh if i didn't know you and like close enough to ask about your contract i'm just going in blind Like I might, I might be beating you know, let's just say that I'm the third best player in the world, and so I'm beating Dickerson, KJ, players that I might know. I'm like, okay, well these guys are making this. I'm beating them, so like I guess I'm worth this. But I don't know that the players I'm competing with are making three times as much as me right now. Yeah, there's no, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Once a public contract becomes public, you might be looking at it and realize, wait a second.
1: Or what Paul was saying, agencies coming into play. Now or agencies. agencies someone kind of who, or someone six, who knows. know the landscape. Once,
0: once numbers yeah. become known by someone who's doing your contract yeah. negotiations, you might quickly realize, like, hey, wait a second, I am being screwed. But up to this point, as far as the public guys gone, the only thing that's kind of been weird has been players towards manufacturers. The public hasn't seen, whether yeah. it happened or not, a manufacturer be weird towards players of, like, okay, fine, leave, but... We still own the full rights to all the branding. We built your name, blah, 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 yeah. blah for all of eternity. For so, the most part, like every,
1: it's still small business. Everyone's being nice to one another. It, yeah. it will be interesting to see, as I said, like as these contracts get big, bigger. Because you know, standard rate, 10% for agents, 5% for lawyers. So if you do a $1,000 deal um, that you and your mind, like, oh, I could have done that myself you're taking home eight fifty and then you're taxed on that as well. So like there's a certain point where it's like, okay, I, I would rather just do the thousand dollar deal myself and get all thousand dollars than only get eight fifty. But if you're doing a hundred thousand dollar deal now like bringing home eighty five thousand dollars still is really really good and you know you got all your uh, bases covered and then also the agent probably got you from 85 to 100 or maybe they added in free meals when you're on or free gas or you know they figured something out to make their worth their worth for that um but i think that's what we'll start seeing now that you know contracts are getting higher and higher so it'll be a fun landscape i have a question do you think
2: uh contract buyouts will ever be in play
3: in disc golf i've heard there have been some oh i don't know but i've I've heard there have is uh,
1: are we talking about where like another company wants you so bad that they pay for the contract you're in currently
3: Mm -hmm. to avoid all the the legal stuff like cell phones that's
1: what cell phones do right a lot of times like we'll buy out your contract isn't that, a, that's a cell phone thing. Well, it happens well,
3: in
2: other surprising. sports. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I know, but that's what. I just didn't Stanford.
2: know if that was a thing like in disc golf.
1: I'm just thinking about. I don't know. I see. Well, that's the
0: thing is up to this point, unless you're a player behind the scenes or anything like that, you, you don't know. Because that's, that's what's weird is no disc golf manufacturer is a publicly traded company. So their financials don't have to be public unless. Swedish ones Swedish ones do. Because yeah. Latitude, you can go see their profit. Mm-hmm. And uh, same with Castaplas. Um, are you guys dropping that and on grip locked? we did it last grip locked. Oh, okay. we talked about it oh, nice. um, but but within that I don't know how much you if you can see like latitude how much they paid Kristen Tatar for yeah. instance uh, two years before she signed this yeah. deal I don't know if you can go that detailed or if it's just like this is my how much we did for salary. <laughs> yeah, because like the PDGA just, just has like this is how much we did for salaries this is how much we did for blah 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 and you yeah. can't see this is Individual. how much so-and-so made to where a uh, basketball team and stuff that has to be public mm-hmm. of like Signing LeBron James for X, Y, or Z. Because the same thing for golf. Like, you don't know what Tiger Woods is signed with Nike for or whatever unless Nike and them want to release that information.
1: Yeah, Brooks just went to Strixon. Yeah.
0: Did he announce how much it was for? No idea. That's what I'm saying. No clue. So, and disc golf, I think it's like right now it's important because there's not agents, but as soon as agents are behind the scenes and know the numbers, then publicly, the number, public contracts can will probably go away again unless it's a marketing thing. Yeah, well, I would say
1: it, it, two things. It's it's important for players to know, right? Because there's no agents, but then it's also important to kind of like Paul's contract, for example, like that brought a legitimate eye to the sport. Yeah. Right? Because people all of a sudden, like that's what everyone was saying. It's like, oh my God, you can make money in disc golf? So that is still like the more, the more Kristen Tatar contracts, the more contracts that are like that, that can get out, that's going to help disc golf grow because now you're all of a sudden going to have more, people at a younger age interested in a sport like disc golf because now they're like oh wow I can actually make a living doing
3: it yeah not get concussed every week
1: yeah that also helps or or drown <laughs> or drown yeah exactly <laughs> alright
2: I think Somewhat we know. do have a call oh okay that. let's just yeah let's, let's, let's finish it with one more call let's finish it
1: with one more call this will probably be the best call remind tonight.
0: me that I have a question after we have this call
1: you have a question Okay. hello hello hello
5: hey how's it going pretty good How am with you guys who was that, sorry? I said, how about with you guys?
1: Oh, we're doing, doing fine. We're doing fine.
5: Hey, I got a question for, on the TD side that's not really a debate, but um, I want to know where from you guys. How are you guys trying to get women more into the tournament situations thing?
1: On because
5: the, I know if I want to join the tournament, I have to email my TVs and ask them to open up divisions.
1: Oh, okay. So you're talking more on like the not the pro inside getting a, mm-hmm. a larger women's field, but more on the, yeah. like their, because um, I think Kelsey, when we had her try to enter a tournament, um, they actually moved her up because no one oh, no. entered. No, in within it was in that division. It was F8 four or three or something yeah. and no one's in the division so they, three or- yeah, so they yeah so they bumped her up so yeah. you're saying how you're saying from a tournament director's standpoint is that the question yeah, from like Hunter and Paul.
0: yeah so for the bow for bedford what i did last year um which i think kind of answers part of your question but not the other part what i did last year was essentially um looked at our fpo fa1 fa2 fa3 so on and so forth numbers from the previous year and then added like 20 to 30 percent when we first opened uh because with tournaments right now you can almost guarantee the ma1 mpo stuff like that at a local tournament filling you can't like fpo you never know how many players you're going to get so how i looked at it was i put originally like 40 fpo players available because like if we fill it awesome if we don't okay I'll put those spots somewhere else because MPO I can fill two months later because there's enough MPO players in the sport right now that want to play the tournament that I can fill that later. So what I did is I just opened way more ratio wise um, than I had before on like FPO, FA1 and stuff like that. Gave it a solid 30, 40 days at that registration tier, let it fill as much as it could and then cut back the registration to leave like four or five spots in each division open still for the, Female divisions and then moved those spots over to MPO and stuff like that. That way, the initial rush doesn't get filled where there's like just a general cap on the tournament of 72 mm. players, and it gets filled with 70 guys. And the 20 women that would have played missed out because they didn't know about the tournament yet or anything like that. Um, so that's what I've done, just awesome. just in regards to getting women who are already currently playing to be able to play in the tournament without having to stress. Uh, I think the secondary question of like how do you get more women into Disc golf is just, that's a tough question that I don't fully know the answer to. Um, I think a big thing is just like, it's the same way all of us got into disc golf is like taking friends and encouraging, like, the most obvious point A to point B is like wives and girlfriends, getting them out on the course and encouraging. Like, my wife, Lizzie, is slowly getting more into disc golf because the sl- better she gets at disc golf, the more she's more like, fun. oh, this is more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think finding different ways, like the women's global event, I think it's a great one because what I've heard from a lot of women in the area is some of them just don't like when you show up to a weekly and they're put on a card with guys and it's like three guys and one one girl they just feel like they, they either feel like left out like they're holding them back or they feel weirded out by some of the guys in the card, whatever it may be whereas when there's a women's global event or like ladies only events and it's just only women there a lot of times the turnout for that is way higher just mm. because everyone's more comfortable they don't feel judged by the guys that are there or whatever's going on so yeah. I think that's a great way you can kind of continue to increase tournament play but then like I said for the battle for Bedford that's how we tackled that issue
3: yeah and my I have three points on it I like exactly what Hunter said is having you know 40 spots held for the women but I think a big thing and I know this happened in MPO when I first started is you would you would sit back and wait to see who signs up rather than just signing up and seeing how many people get on that list because I feel like you can always back out later if you need But if people are waiting to see who's signing up for this tournament, it's going to be too late. It's going to fill up with MPO, MA1, whatever, what Mm. you know, all the other divisions. So I think as soon as this tournament opens up and there's an opportunity to play, sign up. You know, I I think that's the first thing. So then you can see how big these fields can get. Women only event. Hannah's told me multiple times that those are the best events she's ever been to because um, they're the priority. You know, they they are they are the priority. Everyone understands. You know, certain things that women have to deal with um, and, you know, just having that, that kind of safe space of this is our tournament. This is every, we're the focus makes it a lot easier. And then the thing I've experienced too, is when I went down to Mexico and put the first course in for the Paul McBeth foundation, they had never heard of disc golf before. So the turnout was 50, 50, if not more women than, than, mm. than men or boys. Um, so that's kind of how it was introduced there. I feel like here, it's kind of been the guys thing. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of guys, you know, Sunday thing or weekly thing. So it's kind of, that's how it's introduced here in the States a lot of the times to where women-only events can be a big thing or just taking them out there without an expectation and just being like, I don't know, just going out there and just introducing it. Because I think that's kind of how tennis is, is. Tennis is almost, looks like 50-50. Volleyball is almost more women than men. Um, so I think there's a lot of things we can look at at other sports as well that that have done that to where it's kind of gotten closer to 50 50 than where we're kind of like 90 10 if not more mm-hmm.
5: yeah. i also have another question for as a tournament director side
3: mm-hmm. um how do you get rid of the
5: sandbaggers
0: oh you're never getting rid of them <laughs> <laughs> the the thing Silas is this is always going to be there the thing is some players <laughs> just like winning every week and so therefore the, like Sure, the best move for that player in intermediate, that's like right at the cusp where like the PGA rating doesn't kick them out, but they should definitely be in advance. The best thing for that player's game is to go to advance. But if that player just loves winning and getting that extra disc and payout, they're not going anywhere. And yeah. there's there's nothing as a TD you can really do. And if people complain about it, I would just be like, hey, talk to the player. Yeah. Like I, we can't do anything. The PGA rules, the PGA rules, and they're
3: within it. And and I believe too, advance. You can. My opinion is you can never tell someone to go pro. If they want to be advanced for life, no, you can't be a standback in advance. No, no that's impossible. I think if you want to be 1040 and be an advanced player only, that that's your call. This it's guy never- did change
1: what? his name though, one one uh, for a tournament to go back to advance. No, to go to like MA3 because oh, his geez. other name, his rating got too high, so he like made a new PGJ account. Now I think that, that, that was I
3: think you get it, banned for life. Has, I think I say I think that's
0: a class A suspension. Or you whatever would, they call you it. would yeah. think so. I'm pretty positive. You again. would think so. Yeah. I think that's in the PDGA. Like I'm pretty sure you can't create another. Account. Doesn't
1: surprise me. But but no. that's how bad some people want to win.
0: Yeah. yeah but but legit sandbaggers. I mean, yeah. Because it, if, it is what it is. Yeah.
5: Because if you're part of what novices, if you can throw under, if you can't throw over 150 feet, you're a novice. Mm-hmm. but yet you'll have 840 rated players and novice. And it's so like, come on.
0: Yeah, that's the hard thing. How is is the that the even, only enforceable yeah. rule is the rating, and the rating just doesn't mm-hmm. tell the full story. But, I mean, yeah. like I said, there's as a TD, you can encourage people all you want, but the player who just wants to stay back and win by 15 strokes is going to stay back and win by 15 the, strokes. The only
1: thing I'll say with ratings, real quick, is if they did change it to where it was the rating was less about your average and more about your top potential, it'd be a lot harder to sandbag. That's true. Because you can sandbag by like, you're not going to win a tournament. So then you just go out and shoot like a 750 raid round to drop your rating. So then you know that you're going to stay there versus like if those all those ratings got dropped and then you only were counting your 10 or 15% at the top. Now, all of a sudden, like it's gonna be very hard for you to win a tournament and not advance. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a good plan.
1: Yeah, all right. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you.
5: Have a good night.
1: You too. You could also do like the Dave and Buster's high score thing that I do, where it's like you know, you've already got the high score, so instead of like racking it up, you just stop right there, so then you play the game again and beat the high score by another like if you're doing the basketball so you can game. have
0: like the full leaderboard
1: well no no so your your tickets because you uh, get 500 get bonus, you get 500 bonus tickets when you get the high score and so it's like why do i want to get a high score that's really you know guinness world that's record people, idea. guinness think, world yeah. record people did that
3: yeah i think oh, i think wow. javelin used to do that too you just yep. barely break the you world barely record. beat
1: the world record and so then you're constantly wow. always beating it
3: if you like like i know in disc golf if you used to break the world distance record you would get a huge bonus. So I feel
1: like were, that'd be harder for disc golf though, like controlling how far you can. Oh, well, yeah, especially like it, if you're in the desert throwing 1200 1, feet. It, with, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so <laughs> tricky, but, but right? The
3: thi- yeah, I, I definitely agree. But now the record was set on such a bad day that no one's even going to bother because it's like 1300 feet. Yeah, mm. to where back when it was normal, it was like seven, eight, maybe it could get. And broken. then they just obliterated it by like 500 feet to where now it's like no
1: one even does it. The yeah. competition's
3: gone. Because it was like seventy mile per hour wind, so it's just it's just.
1: I'm gone. surprised they don't have something like because like hundred like the hundred meters even like you cannot have a hundred meter no, yeah. record if the wind is over. Well, that a was certain, the issue. Is there wasn't yeah, there wasn't wild. regulation,
0: and so like yep. you can set wild. regulations now, but like that record's always there.
1: But think about if you're like the spoon guy, like the most bal- the most balanced spoons on your body. And you know you can do 85, but the record's 78, so you just do 79. And then next year you come back and you do 80, and you're always in the book with just spoons <laughs> all over your body. I'm trying to think. <laughs> you're the spoon? I, guy. Yeah.
3: I think like the pull-up record, I think a lot of world records are that way yeah, where that like, yeah, sense. I could pump out five more, but I'm just going to do one, so next year I can come back. Yeah. I never thought of that. And you
1: got to think too, if someone ends up beating your record, they're probably only beating it by one. Because yeah. like, they're playing you, the same game. Yeah, why would you, or, or you're exhausted and you barely got it. So then you can just, so come, back then you can just come back and chat. Where did spoons come from? Uh, It was one of the, I did a world record show one time. Oh. And so I got to meet a lot of these people. So and that's met the how spoon guy. I met the spoon, the spoon guy, guy was there. The tallest mohawk was there. The smallest person in the world was there. The most plastic surgeries was there. Um, <laughs> All sorts of, the, the, the fastest you can climb an, an elevated ladder was there. Like there's some wild world records. But they're all telling me about their strategies of this barely beating it so they always can go on these shows and just constantly are in it.
3: Is that lady getting smaller each year?
1: No, you have – that's a crazy one because it's – uh, you have to be 18. So there's like – a Guinness World Records has crazy regulations for all the records. So like 18, you have to be 18 to have the record. So this woman, everyone knew she was going to be the world's smallest person, but you just were waiting for her to turn 18. So that's wild. Yeah.
0: All right. My question has nothing to do with any of that. Oh, yeah. I oh, have, yeah. you I question. Hear,
1: So, someone commented
0: this and I thought it was interesting. So they said players need to make their contracts public. It'll only help them in the long run. And it's illegal for an employer to tell you you can't talk about your pay. So, is what I, true? my question. Well, we're not employees. That's what that I was going to say is are disc golf players employees of anyone or are you just self employed?
1: We're self employed
0: because it's all just like W 9 work, right? or yeah, I think ten ninety nine. Yeah,
1: whatever
3: one it is. Yeah, yeah. So we're all technically you're like technically like a
1: contractor, right? Yep. like a individual contractor. contractor. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: that was my question. And that's the same with MMA; they're all individual. Contractors. So I think that's
1: why I think that's why they can say, "Hey, but, you're not allowed to discuss your pay yeah. with other people."
3: And, and and you know, coming from a player, it kind of leaves the ball in the manufacturer's court. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of can hide the numbers they they create the values to where if the numbers are public. And and you know what I get and I know what you get, it kind of all right, we kind of see where our differences are and, and mm-hmm. where you're better at things than I am, so that has a bigger value and vice versa, to where you can kind of create your value and a lot of the players can do that and so could it could
0: we'll just use discraft because y'all both with them. Could Discraft have technically put in both of your contracts like an NDA to where like you legally couldn't tell anyone what what your contract
1: and how much you're getting paid. I think they do have some people that have contracts some, like some that. Some do. Yeah. I think some contracts do have that. Like yeah. I
3: have, I have no clue what Page makes, and we're on the same team. I have no clue what Brody no.
1: makes, and we're on the same team.
3: Um, so yeah, there's definitely things there. You like go like that. I was I but,
0: just read that, and I was like reading it, and I was like an employee, but like I I just have never considered disc golfers employees, but I think a lot of people do consider them either employees of the pro tour, like you, an employee of Discraft, blah blah. And I'm like it just it's weird because it goes back to like the team thing of like discraft is basically just like an endorsement deal and a sponsorship mm-hmm. yep. deal versus
3: like you are working for discraft type thing yeah
1: yeah, yeah. i think i yeah
3: and and i, I mean i i think as if co- contracts continue to come out you know you'll you'll see these numbers and they'll they'll become more realistic and probably start to grow because um that's that's just my opinion as as far as you know we i I have no clue what a lot of these players get, and that could be a good thing. that could be a bad thing. Trevor Harbolt
0: but, is in the chat and said, we as players sign n d a s with companies if we wanted to tell the world our pay, we'd have to just not sign the n d a yeah so I'm, I, I'm assuming he has an n d a in his contract. I, I could be
1: wrong, and I will say too, there is like there always is this weird stuff, you know, like YouTube for the longest time, no one ever wanted to announce how much money they made on YouTube. Right? Yeah. Well, there so, was a the
0: rumor for a long time that if you did, you would get demonetized on YouTube.
1: Well, that came from creators basically saying like, I can't tell you that when in fact they, there was never a time where you couldn't say how much money you were making. Every creator would just say, we can't tell you how much money you're making. Cause you didn't, it's very difficult to, uh, for some people to like, if you have a crowd that really thinks that they're helping you out, like they're really getting you off your feet and you're like filming in some you know in your basement and stuff, and they're really helping you, and then all of a sudden they find out that you're making five million dollars a year, yeah it it might look it might not look great
0: some people are like why on earth am i paying this yeah like why am i buying some patreon
1: or why am i buying his or shirt buying or any of that stuff oh, yeah. right so there was a lot of that of where people just like didn't want and but now obviously there's tons of youtube channels that are saying like they'll literally go and the video shows you their analytics of like this is how much money i made on this video this yeah that's what, what i
0: love well, uh graham stefan is his name he's a big finance guy on youtube uh-huh and every year at the end of the year he goes over he goes over all of his businesses mm-hmm. but one of his big he has like three youtube channels and he goes through like exactly how much he made this year youtube yeah. adsense how much he made from brand deals how much he made from this how much his you know rental properties made and blah 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 and then he made like 15 million dollars this yeah. year it's and like the, he breaks it all down and it's just fascinating the
1: the new one too and this one I'll shed some light on some people because i've been seeing this in some of the comments is like uh, people are just being like, I can't control the ads, right? Like YouTube just puts ads on my videos, I can't control it. So like you look at someone like, like I love GK Pro and what they're doing and stuff, and like the skin stuff is awesome, but there's so many videos on that I just can't watch because they're putting an ad like every single hole. And so you're like five holes in and you've already watched five or six ads and you're just like, oh my gosh. Um And this is what I'll tell you, YouTube, they have an, they have an option of where you can say, uh, I want YouTube to generate, uh, to generate where my ads go. Right. And so that, that populates and then it shows you where your ads go and you can adjust, you can add new ones, you can delete them, you can move them to different timestamps, you can do all that stuff. Um, but you are in charge of, if you want your 10 minute video to have, Five ads, ten ads, twenty ads, three ads. When you guys are watching this on YouTube after the fact, I will be the person putting the ads on there. So So if you're
0: mad about the comments, if you're
1: pissed about how many ads we put on here, it's on me. Um, There is no, there is no YouTube does it. We can't control it type of thing. Now we can't control if you get uh, fifteen second non skip ads, right? We can't control that. Like, yeah what ad you got what ad you get we can't we just basically select all the different types of ads that we want and if you want to make the most money on youtube you select all of them um because why would you limit yourself to advertisers so you select all of them and then whatever pops up pops up um but yeah that is basically how like the youtube ad sense works yeah as far as how many ads you want to put on so
0: i just thought that was an interesting thing the back to the employee thing because i just think that's a a View that a lot of fans have is that like disc golfers are employees when really like disc golfers are all self-employed essentially.
1: Yeah, dude, we're self-employed, man. Help entrepreneurs, us, help, help us out, out all there. Dude. Help us out there, man. We need we need a four hundred one k's or what, what? other stuff? Health insurance, health that insurance, four hundred one k's, four hundred one k. I'm sure
0: some of that's yeah. factored into contracts. You can. Right. But
3: I don't think the typical players think of that. No, I'm I want sure, I'm I want sure some like stock your...
1: options. So you could
3: definitely put whatever well, you want. Stock options in, a contract. in what? <laughs> I don't know. Just give me some stock options. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be if it was a public a company,
0: Bitcoin or something. I will say I think I had stock options in when, Whistle when you were switching to Discraft back in the day, and like Trevor in the three years ago, three years ago, It just feels like a turn <laughs> ago. And like <laughs> the Liberty team knew because you came to practice with a Discraft bag, yeah. bef- like <laughs> a few weeks before the announcement came out. Yep there's like several team members that were like immediately went to they, for some reason they thought Discraft was traded on NASDAQ, like on the stock exchange. And they were like, guys, we got to do, it. I'm like, guys, that uh, is like insider, insider trading. trading. Like, that, <laughs> like, sure. It's just disc golf, but it wasn't, it wasn't public. Yeah.
1: That true. was, I think, uh, I think when we did the trick shot video with Simon, I think he was, I think you were right in the middle or like you're about to do it or something. And it went oh, way, when we
3: were down in, uh, yeah, Texas. it went
1: way over my head. Cause from ultimate, like, there is no sponsorship money or anything like no one cares. Like everyone just throws the Ultra Star; it's better than everything else. So like when they're like, "You can't post that," like no one knows. Or, I'm like, "What?" Like I had no idea. Imagine if Brody leaked it. <laughs> like, I think just, I, I think I did post some sort of Instagram story that actually caused a little bit think, of problem.
3: I think all my discs did not have a stamp. Oh, on okay. Them, or we were, or we were all using the same disc. Even Simon was throwing discs. It was something yeah. to where. It but I do could, two people could have put two and two together, but it, I, been a, I, yeah. I think they were like the, the wrong color. Like I will, didn't have that color. I so. will
1: say like, yeah, I will say like after the fact, going back like six months, eight months after that video came out, like people, I saw conversations about that video and, and people speculating on like, Oh my God, what is Paul throwing? What is that? And like, at the time I was just like, I do like, dude, we're trying, like, I mean, we're trying to do trick shots here. What's going on? <laughs> throw, throw the disc throw in the basket. Throw the disc, throw the disc in the basket. It's a frisbee. Yeah, it's a frisbee. That's Doesn't so matter, funny. but yeah, it's crazy. But uh I think that's gonna do we have anything else? Oh, will disc golf be on DraftKings and FanDuel next year? I don't know. Price picks, I will say Price Picks was pretty happy with what was going on this year. Uh, so I think I'd be most pro tours next year. Um, we loved working with prize picks as well. And obviously we're we're hoping to continue that relationship. But as far as like disc golf goes, I think it's a good thing. Again, competition is a good thing. If those other companies want to get involved, that's only good for disc golf. Yeah, absolutely. And we did see a DraftKings van at USDGC, but it had like an ultimate Frisbee person on it. You remember that van? Oh, that was, pro- by-
3: that was probably Fulcrum.
1: Oh, that's definitely what it was that's a hundred percent what it was
3: we were walking up the hill i'm like dude
0: there's a drafting van right there i was like, that's like, the, why I was like there that's the
1: ultimate van? frisbee person on there i'm like what the heck is going that makes on? perfect sense definitely all right, right you right get to do your call out yeah uh hey this was a heck of a show thank you so much um hashtag blame Brody for the ads uh and i think what we might try to do next week's gonna be a little bit more dark horse i'm gonna be in phoenix we're still doing the show but i will be in phoenix i need to get out of this cold cold air again i that might be a debate too. Like, does your body, your body gets used to weather? Yes. Right? Absolutely. 100%, right? Okay. So there's no debate. So the more you travel, the worse Lynchburg is going to feel. Yeah, there's no debate. Well, this is my last, this is my last no, travel. This is my saying. last travel. This is my last travel. Um, but we will be doing it. I'll just be, uh, we'll just be doing a little side, old school style, kind of how we used to do it back in the day. Maybe t- Dark Horse Trio, get Silas on there. Yeah. We'll probably Bing, still bang, bang, do it boom. here. Um, but yeah, I think the other thing is two weeks from now or whenever that may be, I don't even know when Christmas is, but I do want to try to get in contact with some people that have a lot to say, but never call in. And I get it, you know, it's tough to call in. So I think I'm going to send some individual messages out to people, uh-huh. give them a little private call-in number, and uh, we can maybe get some calls. We'll just give them a the phone number. Yeah, let will give a phone number. Whoa, but uh, but hey, it's good to be back, Paul. Heck yeah, dude. Appreciate you jumping on. Silas crushed it per use, per use, Hunter.
0: Silas had a whole fan club going on. People were changing their names to Silas Lover and Silas Lover 2 and Silas Lover 3.
1: We, oh, he was getting name changed. There was
0: a there's a donation early in the show, a five dollar donation that just said, Can we give Silas like it was something about like can we
1: give Silas the appreciation he deserves?
3: Is it because <laughs> he's got a camera now? I think so. Wow. I think so. People, People were <laughs> hyped.
1: Thank you guys. Thank you. People were wanting the camera really bad. Um and all I can say, Hunter, is uh, you know, we just gotta work on that golf swing, man.